Fox, myself, Roly Delgado, uh, Bryce Mitchell, TJ Brown. Bryce gets a call from his girlfriend. Goes into my bedroom, which I don't know why he picked my bedroom. And he's in there for probably an hour. And we're watching the movie. I said, dude, what, is Bryce in there? And they're like, yeah, he never came out. I go in there. He's asleep in my bed. I said, dude, we, we got to go to the, like, we're headed to the venue at this point. There was a pair of my socks laying on the floor. He also, I forgot before he went in, he also borrowed a pair of my socks. And he had them on. I said, dude, what are you doing? He said, man, my girlfriend got talking to me. And, he, and I rubbed one out, and I said, bro, what are you, hold on a second, what are you talking about? This dude came on my floor of my bathroom, jizzed all over my floor, used the socks on, his, on my socks, on his feet, that were on his feet, to rub it in the floor, to wipe it up, and then went to sleep in my bed. Like, he didn't see a problem with that at all. There was no problem to Bryce Mitchell that he was sleeping in my bed, jizzed on my floor, like, jerked off, came on my floor, and then used my socks that were on his feet to wipe them up, all while they're still on his feet, I might add. He didn't take them off. He's still wearing the cum socks on his feet, and then goes to the venue with the cum socks on. This is Bryce Mitchell in a nutshell. I can't make this up. I can't make this up. Bryce Mitchell's a special creature, fellas. He's a national treasure, and we need to protect him at all costs. So, what's going on, Juice? How are you? It's been a crazy week, man. What do you got going on? Actually, I shouldn't say it's a crazy week, because, uh... <clears throat> Last week was a crazy week because I was in tech week for my show. Um, and we had uh, an which amazing... Which I haven't bought tickets yet, but I'm going to go to one of them this weekend. Fuck yeah. I haven't figured out which one, but I have the link saved on my laptop here. Hell yeah. I will be there. One I was going to say, um, we apparently <clears throat> need people on Sunday. Like, Saturday's pretty good tomorrow. But Sunday, if you can do a matinee, it's like 3 o'clock start time, I think. All right. I will I will try um, my best to get to that one. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And then this week... I knew I would need some extra time, and so I literally—I was just telling you before we started recording. I took a day off yesterday, so I've just been chilling, and it actually has been really nice. I fucking—I <laughs> actually organized my room for the first time since I moved into my new place. Isn't that a great feeling? Oh, it's—it's it's one of those things where like, I knew I needed to, but every time I would come back from rehearsal, it's late. I would look at it and just be like, no, and then it took me. I thought it would be an entire day project, but I had someone coming over, and so I looked around at like the just absolute fucking pigsty in my room, and I was like, I need to do something about this. Throughout the boxes from like the furniture I put together, I saw the fucking boxes in my room, like empty boxes. Yeah. Threw all the furniture boxes, put my shit away, organized like a little bit of the closet, and I was just like, wow, there's so much space in here now. So much room for activities. So much room for activities. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it now, um, but uh, it, it's it's been good. How are you? Ah, same as last week. Maybe uh, post recording we can have a little chat. Yes. Uh, not great, but uh, it is what it is. Shit happens, but the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree in the Mazadol family, does it? No, it does not. Apparently, I mean. So I, first off, I want to say. The fucking morons that reported on this posted his address. <laughs> did you, did they you... fucking doxed him. No, I didn't. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, because like I, I forget what page it was. I want to say it was the ESPN MMA. They were like, oh, you know, here's the. They first showed a picture of Jorge sitting next to his dad because he because his dad was the one that shot somebody. They said Masvidal wasn't there. He wasn't involved. So, yeah. So I don't know if somebody broke in and then his dad shot the. I don't know exactly what happened, but his dad was arrested on the scene. And then you swipe over and you see like the police report with the address of where it happened. 
fuck's sake. Why man. would you post that? Now, I'm not a big Masvidal fan. Yeah. But a lot of people are even... I'm very anti-doxing, regardless of who it a is. A lot yeah. of people are even bigger anti-Masvidal people. And now they have his address. Yeah. He needs to move immediately. Yeah. Someone's going to blow up his house. He's He needs to get the fuck out of there immediately. Yeah. Like, even... With anybody, any famous person, yeah, you put their address matter, yeah. out, you need to go. You can't have that out there. Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, they just posted Masvidal's address. Like, yeah. I almost want to hop on a plane and just be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, <laughs> just just show up because yeah. I can because I know where he lives now. Yeah, that, that's fucking wild. And I was trying to, like, you reminded me, I was trying to find the tweet before we started recording. But the, the tweet that I saw was from, like, a... A guy that is a like a local Miami journalist apparently or whatever, um, and it was like, oh, oh, Jorge, uh, police were at Jorge Masvidal's house, and they were like, allegedly, um, they were they were uh, arresting his father. Jorge was not at the house because he was doing promotion for his bare knuckle event, which premieres this Friday at the like. And, uh, like, <laughs> I was like, way to give this guy free free press. Yeah, like, you know, like, that's like, hilarious. It was, just, it was wild. Uh, speaking of bare knuckle. Oh my god, what a that, perfect segue. I didn't even think about that. That fucking event. Now, I haven't... I've watched all of the big bare-knuckle cards. Um, you know, this was like 47. I did, I'm surprised they've had that many. Um, you know, I'm sure it's like any boxing thing where they have the big cards yeah. and then they have the cards that nobody fucking watches. That number is slightly surprising, but then I remember like literally... my first, So my first episode of FWM was April 1st, 2019. And then I want to say the second episode, I recap the like fucking Artem Lobov Jason Knight fight. Right. That was one of their earlier events. Right. So like, which um, I you know haven't been all in with the bare knuckle because just of how gruesome it is, and it's usually older guys that shouldn't still be fighting, and it yeah. gets kind of sad. But with this card, I didn't feel that way at all. At least with the with the bigger fights, like Mike Perry and Luke Rockhold. Um, I was like, Luke Rockhold off, definitely shouldn't be fighting, but I don't feel bad. <laughs> right. So and the, you know they're getting paid. Like they're, they're getting paid well. There's a little bit of that, and Luke's claimed that he got paid more for this fight than any of his other fights, which is good for him. But I mean, just aside from the whole card, I fell in love with Dave Feldman this weekend. That fucking guy, I I really can appreciate when somebody is just all in on a dream. And he went on Ariel's show and said that he refinanced his fucking house to finance this event. That guy believes in his product. Whether you do or not, you have to respect someone that goes all in like that. And to pay people, a former UFC champion, more than he's ever paid on top of refinancing your fucking house. This guy cares about... A, the fighters, and B, the product. I'm like, yeah. I, I just fell in love with Dave Feldman this weekend. Yeah, I feel pretty much the same way. I, I'll never, I have this thing in the back of my head with him. I have to be honest with you. There was one of the earlier events. Uh, it was like, because the Artem fight that I talked about, they kind of like got a little bit more attention with that. It was one of the ones after that. It might have been, the, actually might have been the night that Art, uh, Artem fought Pauli Malignaggi. Okay. Um, but someone had like a really, really lackluster performance. And that's sort of like, very much against their whole brand. And I guess he came out in the ring uh, after that and was like, just want to let you guys know that's not how we do things over here. He won't be getting paid. Like, we don't... I, was I don't just remember like, that. That's fucking... The, 
I was like, dude, you're a piece of shit. But since then, I've I, like all the interviews on Ariel. He's been like a genuine guy, yeah. and like especially what you said that that moment, I really fell for him. He's and he he said that every fighter came up to him after the fighter meeting and was just like, dude, I want to fight for you. Like I believe yeah. in you. Yeah. And like hearing Ben Rothwell, like uh, as well, like Ben Rothwell doesn't mix words. Like hearing him saying like, I want to retire here. Like yeah. I walked away from this week and I didn't even 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 see it. Um, I actually I did kind of a social experiment. Um, on accident, what I, um, what I typically do, I don't look for spoilers, but I also don't shy away from Twitter mm. and things like that. And so I usually end up getting most of like when I don't watch a fight live, I usually end up getting it spoiled for me. None of the UFC fights got spoiled for me. All of the BKFC fights yeah. did. They won the weekend. Yeah. Hands down. It was it was a home run Gloves off. from yeah. <laughs> it was a home run start to finish. Um, the only issue that I had with it, and this is not their fault, and uh, I should just say first off, allegedly, um, the stream that I was watching allegedly would not let me unmute it, so I could not hear it at all. Uh, wow. So I couldn't hear any of the commentary. I couldn't hear what happened when Conor McGregor came in the ring. I didn't hear any of it, which, and even still, I'm like, this fucking card was wild. Because, like, the Beck Rawlings fight, I thought she was doing really well. And that girl that she fought, who is their champion, can't think of her name right now, but she's a fucking monster. Yeah. And then I just saw the fight was over, and I'm like, they didn't go five rounds. What just happened? And I couldn't hear it. So I couldn't hear the announcers say what was happening. And I'm like, maybe there was a doctor stoppage. But then they show, they were showing their faces. And it didn't look like they had any, like, cuts in bad areas where a doctor would stop. I'm like, what? Like, did someone quit? What happened here? Because it was a close fight. I didn't think Beck Rawlings was winning. But she was doing much better than any of the other opponents that girl had. Ty Emery is her name. That was Beck's opponent. No. No, it's not. No? No. Definitely not, because Ty Emery is the girl that jumped over the cage and showed showed her tits at the oh, last okay. event. Okay, no, that's <laughs> then it was. Uh, hold on, fuck's sake. No, never mind. I was texting. I was texting Catfish because he did a a BKFC podcast before the event, uh-huh. and I and I was like, oh, I think she's fighting the girl who showed her tits, and I'm like, no, it was Ty Emery. Yeah, you're right. Christina, F- F- that that sounds Fahita right. Or something. I'm on her. Let's see. Let's. Oh, that's. Topology might have it if you're on Beck Rawlings. Topology. Yeah, Christine Ferrer. Yeah, Christine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was in my mind. Like I had switched them in my yeah. mind. That I knew that a, was one of the other names. That girl's a fucking animal. Hell so, yeah. I don't know what happened, um, but it was a great fucking fight, and I just find Beck Rawlings to be so fucking hot. Yeah. And she wore a shirt at the pre the pre fight press conference that said, "Don't bully me. I'll come." She's amazing. She's a she is a that's a woman right that's there. That's a woman. That's a woman. But yeah, the fight from start to finish was fucking awesome. Chad Mendez and uh, Eddie Alvarez. From fight. what I'm hearing, I keep thinking that'll be like the fight of the year. It was one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. They both dro- got dropped twice. They were both bloodied. They were both cut. And I'll tell you what, Chad Mendez. The only reason Eddie Alvarez wasn't on any steroids in that fight, you could tell he he looked flabby. He didn't look ripped like he usually does is because Chad Mendez took all of them. There was no steroids <laughs> there was no steroids left for Eddie to take. He's going to take them all. And he, sti- he still pulled it out. And then Chad retired. Steroids or not, I've always enjoyed Chad's fights. Uh 
Yeah. So congratulations to Chad on, on retirement. But man, that fight was fucking awesome. Yeah. And fucking Conor McGregor was yelling out instructions yeah. during the fight. And Eddie listened and then pointed the to him. Guy. And he's like, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. I love the explanation too when he was on Arrow's show saying they're like, oh yeah, that's what Mark Henry does, he's yelling out code. So like when I heard it and I, when it lands, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was you. I didn't do that. That was you. Good call, bro. I'm like, dude, that was fucking awesome. And Unreal. Uh, I would love to see Conor McGregor do bare knuckle. Hell yeah. I would love that because he is a, a little, striker. Yeah. Now, that would remind guys, me of like Brad Pitt and Snatch. Yeah. Like those fucking yeah, like those, those guys. Now Conor has excellent boxing. Uh, mm-hmm. As anyone can see, those guys aren't boxers. Those no, guys are no. dogs. Yeah, him versus Mike yeah. Perry, bare knuckle. I don't think there's any other fight I want to see in the world more than that right now. Holy shit! And they're similar in size. Real. Yeah, I was surprised. I know Mike Perry's not like big for one, for when he fought at 170. Yeah, but like they look like very similar in size. I was like, wow. And watching Luke Rockhold get his several of his teeth cracked. And then quitting in the middle of the fight when he said a week prior on Ariel's show, you're gonna have to kill me to get me out of there. Nope, all it takes is a couple cracked teeth. Fuck you. Oh, Luke. I thought it was Doctor Savage. Did he actually? No, he quit. He got he got one punch in the face. He took his mouthpiece out and went like this to Dan Rigliata, and Rigliata waved it off. Oh he, wow. He stopped it himself. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So Perry went to the body and then came over top with a right, caught him right square in the jaw, and he backed up into the rope, took his mouthpiece out, and like showed his tooth was cracked, and Mergliato played oh, wow. off. Wow. Yeah, he got fucked up, Luke. Yeah, no, oh. I, saw, I saw the aftermath. It, it, he was so much bigger. I did not realize how fucking humongous Luke Rockhold is. He talked about having problems make, making 185. He's like, huge. Yeah. I mean, he looked... He looked Perfectly well sized at 205 when he fought Jan. Yeah. But I did not realize how fucking big that guy is. He That's is what makes enormous. it wild that Jan thinks he's gonna make middleweight. I'm like, uh. <laughs> I mean, that it was it was just a wonderful event, and I'm really happy for Dave Feldman, and I cannot wait for the next one. Uh, was, yeah. I'm, I'm so on board with the next big one. I'm not like yeah. so gung ho that I'm gonna watch every <laughs> fucking card because they have another card on I think tonight that I. Yeah, not gonna watch, but like, good for him. Hell yeah! And I think like, from what he was saying on your show, I hope they get a TV deal that is not on Fight TV. Yeah, like I don't mind paying like five, ten bucks for for a card like that. I'm not paying fifty. Like even I, I went this morning to see if I could watch it. And I was like, oh, I'm not paying fifty bucks yeah, to no. watch this. I'm poor. Yeah, no, I haven't paid for a pay per view in. Yeah. Six, seven years. At yeah. least. Like, yeah, no. And if uh, my websites aren't working... That's it. Oh, well. Yeah. I guess I'll miss this one. <laughs> I'm actually... I, I, I'm excited to test out the... Remember the Hulu thing? Yes. Apparently? I'm testing it out this weekend right. because the pay-per-view this weekend is happening while I'm on stage. Yeah. So I'm for sure going to be on Hulu the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm interested in that, too. I, I, oh, I keep forgetting that Hulu has live sports because, like... Now with the NHL playoffs going on, like I'm trying my best to watch every single game, and for whatever reason, my laptop, because a lot of the games are on TNT or TBS, I have a lot of trouble streaming them on the laptop. It will it will just work for like ten minutes, and then it'll just go, "Oops, something went wrong," and it just won't work. And the TV upstairs doesn't have like a, a TNT app, and the TNT app, even on the the Apple TV I have down here, sucks. And then I'm like, wait. 
Hulu has it, and they have fucking games on Hulu, which never is a problem yeah. with streaming. So it's like, man, Hell Hulu yeah. is a fucking lifesaver. Hulu is my number one streamer. I love Hulu. Yeah, I always I love that they're all connected too because, uh, like uh, my ex when we lived in LA, she was nannying for a family that the guy worked at ESPN, and they actually used to live like right across from the Disney lot, and then he just like transferred to Hulu, and I was like, oh, they're all part of Disney. Yeah, like, yeah. What can I? Yeah, we we pay for like uh, like the family bundle with like ESPN, Disney Plus, and Hulu all for like I don't know ten bucks, whatever it is. It's but such the- a great bundle. Like I'm thinking of getting it, even though I I get. Hulu for free from my phone service, and I mooch Disney Plus off my sister. So yeah. like, it, there's no reason for me to, but I just like yeah, I want to get it. The only issue with that bundle is it doesn't give you the option of paying more and upgrading the Hulu. So uh, you have the commercials on the Hulu, which which is fucking annoying. I, I I wish we could like just have like all right, the whole bundle's twelve ninety nine. Let's make it fifteen ninety nine and give us no commercials on Hulu. Like we'll pay more. Just give right. us that option. And they don't. You, you, it's the basic bundle and then if you want to pay extra for Hulu you have to get a separate subscription, which is like fuck. Yeah, do you do you remember when Hulu first came out? They had the option of like, do you want all your ads up front or do you want them sparse throughout? And I would always be oh, like up front. Up get front them out of the way. Yeah, put it on, I'll cook dinner, whatever, and then yeah. That was my that's my fa- that was always my favorite thing about Joe Rogan episodes of podcasts is he did all of his ad reads right in the beginning. Yes. Every other podcast I listen to just will the drop edit them in sporad- like even on Ariel's show, he'll they'll cut it. whoever's audio editing his podcast needs to be fired. They I think will, it's Frank. They will the series rank. They will cut him off mid sentence to throw in an ad. It's like you don't even wait <laughs> yeah. for him to finish the sentence. Like who's editing this? This yeah. is horrible. What are you doing? It it drives me fucking crazy. Coming from a production background, and, yeah. and I always liked editing. Watching them cut him mid sentence to throw in an ad pisses me the fuck off. Now, it could be out of their control. It could be like, hey, ad at this timestamp, throw it in regardless. I have no idea. But like, fuck, it's frustrating. You should email Ariel through his Substack or something. That's not a bad idea. Just say, hey, hey I'm in the it. area and I fucking hate the way your podcast is edited. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently answers emails. That's how. Yeah. That's how New York how Rick, Rick got, got a job, the job there. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, USC card. Oh. Uh, and I was thinking about this last night. I, I, well, this morning when I rewatched him, like everything we just said about BKFC is true. They own the weekend. They had the bigger stars, the more violence. And then I was thinking about, I think it was actually, it was. It might have been during the Pejao, Waldo, Cortez, Acosta, the, the Jose de Lima, I got to say, I never looked up what Pejao means. And you know me, like I'm always curious of what their like foreign language is. It means Bigfoot. I'm like, this really? guy, <laughs> just like, didn't want to be the other Bigfoot, yeah. like Bigfoot Silva. And I'm like... I'm sitting there thinking he's the only Pejal, and kind of, but then he's Bigfoot. Bigfoot Silva, by far, has the worst tattoo, not in just M- in MMA, <laughs> in the history of the world. The world. He's got a, a actual Bigfoot tattooed <laughs> on his back, like a giant foot. Is that worse than Alan Belcher's yes. tattoo? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you don't even need to finish this sentence. Yeah, is it worse than? Like, yes. Yeah. Number one. Number one. Speaking of Alan Belcher, I had no idea he was he's the heavyweight champion. champ in BKFC. Yeah. I had no idea. And uh, Ben Rothwell saying, like, oh, he's got a problem with the weight. Yeah. Well, get out of heavyweight, dude. Yeah. That's the whole point. I fucking love that. Yeah. He was like, 
he's not what I thought he was or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was like he was like, oh, you're I'm, I'm 225 walking around like so get the fuck out of heavyweight. Yeah, then and fight at 205. Uh, I actually I went to a uh, number of years ago. I went to a uh, seminar with Alan Belcher. Oh, yeah? yeah, he taught a seminar at the Tenth Planet School in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and I'm pretty okay. good friends with the two guys that own that school. So I went out to the uh, to the uh, the seminar, and he's a giant man. He is very big. Then I think he could. Do he should shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I think he could do fine <laughs> in every way. He's enormous. I mean, so is Ben fucking Rockwell. Yeah. But like that's that's the whole he's thing with heavyweight. Like right. you're. Also a big guy, but you're going to be quicker, and you can still put someone's lights out. So, I it's either fight or dr- drop the belt and change weight classes. Yeah, like, that's it. I, I'm I'm cool with either, but like, don't say, "Oh, I'm the heavyweight champ. I can fight whoever I want, and I won't bite you." Like, yeah, no, get that, get it. out of here. Yeah, they get got out of a fucking division. Yeah. So I, I cut you off in the yeah. middle there about. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I was watching that fight. I think it was that fight. It might have been actually the Rodolfo Vieira Cody Brunch fight, but it was one of the fights. And it wasn't even like super high level jujitsu as far as what was actually happening in the moment. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, like, from a martial arts standpoint, it doesn't matter, like, the name. Because I'm, I'm someone that likes the pageantry. I like the name. I like story, entertainment. So I'll, I'll usually take that over just action. But from, like, I love love jiu-jitsu and like from a martial arts standpoint i would much rather watch any mma if there's a possibility of that over yeah. uh like something like a bkfc right um, i agree so so even though like the, these fights weren't wonderful they weren't and then the name value wasn't there i still really enjoyed watching them right but the bang bros the guys that are like come on just fucking stand them up yeah. fight like go watch bkfc that's yeah. exactly what you're looking for exactly blood violence fast thousand percent and i actually didn't even think about it when Eddie Alvarez went on Ariel's show and he made the point of like, you fight two minutes and then you have a one minute break. Yeah. Every like round. 50%. Every round I'm fresh, which is like, I, I never even thought of that. Like, yeah, of, yeah. No wonder why there's nonstop action. Like, who's going to tire out when you have that yeah. much rest and that little of work? It's, I'm like, that, yeah, you got me there. That was brilliant. Yeah, and it's something like, like like you said, until he said that, I never thought about it yeah. because I like the five minute rounds. Like if I'm watching boxing and the three minute rounds, I'm like, oh fuck, it's over already. Like, yeah. But now I'm thinking about like, what if we did three minute rounds of MMA? Like, yeah. Just force people to fight quicker. I, I will say I've done three minute rounds in MMA as an amateur because oh yeah, yeah. Cause amateurs three. I hate it. <laughs> hate it. Being being a grappler, say you need it, more time to get going. Doesn't give you enough time because every round starts on the feet. So, you know, you got yeah. to, to get them to the ground first off, maybe takes 30 seconds. And s- there, some some states have two-minute rounds. Oh, yeah. So, like, my first fight in New Jersey, we had two-minute rounds. So, like, by the time I get you to the ground, I have a minute left yeah. with gloves on. Like, it's no. it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's not enough time for, for grappling. But it's good for a wrestler who can yeah. just get you down and lay on you for a minute by the time he gets yeah. you down and then you're back up. And it's uh, it's... It's too short uh, for me personally, but but five minutes can feel like an eternity if you're watching Marab Dvalashvili. <laughs> I was thinking about that too when they when they showed the <clears throat> promo for the main event. Uh, when he was like, and Ricky Simone's like, "Yeah, my first fight in the UFC, I fought Marab in the Atlantic City. It was one of those." And they're showing the highlights, and I'm like, "Yeah, I really enjoyed this fight." And then I remember you being like, "No, fucking hated it." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So what? Uh, what prelim 
do you want to talk I didn't, about? I know you feel, said you didn't yeah, see Yeah, feel them, free but. to shout out any of them. I don't think I, I saw any of the prelims at all. So the one I want to talk about is Irina Alexeva, the girl making her UFC oh, debut. Oh, that's right. Who missed weight. Yeah, uh, and Stephanie Fighting Eger. Stephanie Egger. Um, I, I don't know the answer to this question, but I would have to guess that it was a short notice fight because Alexeva was like jiggling. She had plenty of weight left to lose. <laughs> plenty of weight. And, you know, I'm not like judging a woman by her weight, but like, in this, in a combat yeah, sport, it's, it's she had plenty like, yeah. of weight left to lose. Right. Um, so I would have to guess she either took it on short notice or just doesn't give a fuck because she had plenty of weight to lose. But she looked really good. Yeah. She's so when a, you have the nickname Russian Ronda Rousey, you yeah. gotta fucking show out. But the the broadcast was was talking about that nickname. They're like, "How did you get that?" And apparently, she said, "Well, I used to have long hair, and when I had long hair, I looked like Ronda." I can see your face, lady. No, you didn't. <laughs> I don't need you to grow your long hair to see that you didn't look yeah. like Ronda Rousey. Whoever told you that you look like Ronda Rousey is not your friend. Especially, like, that shouldn't matter. Like, I have long hair now, and when I had short hair, people used to tell me I look like McLovin. And, like, if I shaved, people might still say that. and be like, oh, you look like McLovin with long hair. Like, you yeah. could look like someone with... The the asterisk. Whatever. Yeah, because then she said, "Now I look like Henry Cejudo." <laughs> I was not ready for that. <laughs> and that, and she, apparently she said that. No one told her that. She said that. And I have to tell you, that's a much more accurate representation. Much more accurate. Side tangent. Did you see the embedded clip? I didn't where, see any of the embedded where, for this. Oh, no, I saw. I just saw it on Twitter. But I, oh. it was the the way it's like you know embedded shot a certain way. Yeah, like yeah. I was like. That looks like it's from Embedded. Plus, they always get the fucking poster signing. It was a poster signing with uh, Henry Cejudo and Kron Gracie. Okay. They Kron... were sitting across from each other signing at the same time? Well, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. So they go in the room, and they're, uh, I guess, both up at the same time. And uh, Henry was like, oh, what's up, Kron? He's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And they're just kind of like small talk. And then he was like, is Nick com- is Nate coming? Is the Diaz brothers coming? He was like... No, it's Nate's birthday this weekend or whatever. And then Henry was like, oh, yeah, crazy guy. We're just being so fucking awkward. And he's, like, signing the poster. And she's like, uh, a crone turns to the woman who's running. and was like, let me know when he's done. And walks the fuck out. And, like, <laughs> I thought it could be, like, maybe he's, like, socially whatever, like, didn't want to be around. And then the camera follows him. And he's like, gosh, just so fucking. And whatever he said, I was like, clearly uh, he was annoyed enough. I'll have to check that I, out. Dude, it was amazing. Yeah, from, because I. Earlier today, I finished listening to Wednesday's episode of Ariel's show, and apparently, Crone Gracie was just having none of it the whole week. Like, when he was doing his interview on Media Day, he was there for three minutes, they asked him six questions, and the only words he said were yes or no. And then everyone was like, alright, clearly you don't want to be here, so we're not going to ask you any more questions. Three minutes, six questions, and then got the fuck out of there. Bro, you're gone for four years, and that's all you got? He's just not having it. He's not interested. (laughs) But wow. speaking of him, did you see? Uh, I did see a quote that he had this week. That his, what was the quote: "The Earth is flat." No, Just kidding. his quote was that he's he's frustrated with MMA because he doesn't like rounds. Okay, we should have a one round fight and one fifteen minute round or one twenty five minute round. No, no, nope. Yeah, absolutely not. Not interested. Yeah, not interested. Not, I mean, I was thinking earlier when we were talking yeah. about. Like, I, I, I didn't say it because it was going to contradict myself because I was like, oh, what if we did three rounds? The pride style of doing a 10-minute first round and then the, like, 
I like that. I don't mind that. Because like, it gives the grapplers more time to get going. Yeah, I, I understand his point where he's like, you know, you, you I get a dominant position and then around, like, that's not a fight. Like, yeah, this, first of yeah. all, this is a sport. Yeah. Um, but I would be on board with, because if you don't give... You these, restart the round in the same position. Same position. If you don't give these guys breaks... No one's going to be able to fight 15 minutes nonstop. Yeah. 20, they're going to be incredibly boring fights. It's it's too long without breaks. Start every round in the same position where the other round ended. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Or at least try it. Like, let's see what happens with right. this. Because then people that are on bottom, are you can't stall them. Yeah. You can't. You're right. Like, there's oh, there's no say by the yeah, bell. You're just going to go right back to that same position. Now it's on you to get the fuck up. Unless yeah. you have a ref that's in. Yeah, but you get right. my point. But yeah. Um, Crone is just... He's out of his mind. Yeah. You can't, like, actively participate in a sport and say, no, I, we should do things differently. Yeah. Like, wildly different. Like, there's one thing we're, like, advocating for more drug testing or whatever. Like, like you know, but, like, just, like, let's completely change the structure. Like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, why don't you start your own organization and do that in your, in your exactly. own organization. Yeah. And then let's see how it works. Um, Can you imagine if, like, a quarterback for the NFL was like, I think we should allow, like, quarterbacks to run more so i didn't yeah. know that's a fucking bad analogy yeah. but like you're not allowed to hit the quarterback unless you yeah, until yeah, yeah after yeah. he runs 10 yards yeah exactly yeah <laughs> just be fucking stupid yeah it changes everything um but anyway so irena alexiva she was violent she got hit a couple times did not take a single step backwards just Love fucking that. just moving forward and just no technique no regard for her own safety and then Stephanie Egger grabbed her and did like a duck under to get to the back, and she front rolled to grab the leg, knee bar, boom. Ooh, oh, it was, damn. it was beautiful. But what was weird about it is because she defend she was defending the knee bar properly, like she like I don't even I, I can't think of the word right now, but she like got her too far up the leg, like where her hit her past hips were past the hips. She was like too high up, but she wasn't hitting her, like she she. Put her knee off to the side so her knee could bend, and then she was like on top of her, and it, and she was just trying to break the hand grip. You like if a girl has a gable grip like this yeah. around your legs, you can't get your hand like it's too strong of a grip to do it with one hand. You want her to let go, punch her in the fucking face. She was right there, like could have very easily just bashed her face in, yeah, and just was trying to break the grip. And eventually, Alexeva adjusted her hips and got him just as, as soon as the hips adjusted, like before she even cranked it, she's like, all right, I'm out, I'm done. It was, it was a beautiful technique. I'm surprised more people don't use that. The when, because you see people get the back all the time yeah. and they just hold that position. I'm surprised more people don't roll for the knee bars because they're there. Yeah. They're, and, and I mean, obviously, higher level, you know that that's yeah. coming, but like, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. It was, it was really, really nice. Do you think, is it like risky? Because I feel like, it is because if you miss it, then you're, then you give up your, yeah. like, you're but you, but or, then you're on bottom and yeah. yeah, it's, it is risky, but fighting is risky. Yeah, like, the that's whole, true. The whole thing is risky. So like, that's a fucking great quote. It's a high, it's, it's risky, but fighting is risky. It's, it's a high risk, high reward sport. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you take those big risks and you land them like that. If she does that three fights in a row, front, like front roll knee bars, people are going to be like, I, I. I can't get this girl's back. Yeah. I have to. That's true. I can't. It, it'll change how you fight. Right. It'll change how your opponents fight you if you have that that in you. Yeah. Like, like I, I remember when Ronda Rousey was fighting, people said they did their entire camp 
focused on getting out of arm bars. Yeah. Can't do it. I remember Amanda saying, like, when she was getting to fight uh, Ronda, she was like, I'm already ready for this. Every camp, I do a little bit for Ronda. <laughs> like, she was yeah. like, jammed for so long. Yeah. So that's all I got for the prelims. Um, do you want to take off the main card? Yeah, what, what, what's, what was the uh, first one so the main card? The first one was Trey Waters and Josh Quinlan. Ah, okay, so I... I love this fight because, like, we both listen to Ariel. We are talking about it. I was listen, uh, listening to GC kind of give his betting picks. And he was saying, like, Trey Waters, like, 6'6", Walter Wade or something like that, just insanely tall for the weight class. And saying how he just fought three weeks ago in LFA or something like that. Yeah. And then, like, quick turnaround. And that even though the one he won that, like, got him viral, got him the contract, was, like, he was losing until he wasn't. Right. So he was like, Josh Quinlan, knocks me the fuck out. You know, Trey, what? And it went the distance, and I was just like the whole time, like waiting, because like I said, I, I successfully avoided spoilers. So I was yeah. like, okay, so what's like what's gonna happen? And Trey, Trey Waters was winning like that whole fight, yeah. basically. Yeah, he dominated the but whole. But I, I loved it. It was like it was, it was, it was like a, a a chess match that was a little bit more like entertaining than right. like a typical chess yeah. match. Yeah. My 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 favorite part about this card. Was that every fight that went to the decision, all three judges had it the same way. Lo- that that's that's what you love. That's what we need. That's what we need. That, that is what every card should be like. Yeah. Uh, no it's split, like, it's like no you split said, decisions. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Love it. It's like you said, the, the only time I think a split decision is uh, viable is if there's like a swing round. Like 29-28 or 28-29, right. like there's the one right. just like maybe. And even then like th- there is sometimes a fight where you're like, I don't know how they're gonna score this one, but like for the most part, no, we yeah. need a cross. It's pretty cut and dry most of the time. But like when you got some fights that are like, oh, we have you know forty nine forty six this way and forty nine forty six the other way. Terrible. What's happening? Get the here? fuck out. Yeah, it's a problem there. Uh, so that was my favorite part about the night. But yeah, Trey Waters looked fucking awesome. Welcome to the UFC. Congratulations. Hell yeah. You know, I want to keep going on the judging thing for just a second because yeah, you reminded me of something that I think. We talk about like what can fix judging, and sometimes people have these like elaborate plans of like, you know, oh, we have to change the whole ten point must system. We have to do that, and like I'm kind of one of those guys because I just think it's fun. But like, sometimes you think of like I remember watching a clip of John Anik on a show um, that was like, well, what can we do right now? I think adding two more judges would would you know that's something we could do right now yeah. that would probably fix it. Would they would get exponentially better? Yeah, like just get five judges, and then I was like. What's another thing that we could do right now? Oh, and I just fucking lost my train of thought. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> here's, what, here's what I think. I think the I think the judges should not be in the in the arena. Oh, that's okay. I love that. I just remember my thought. I don't want to uh, think. I was thinking about how there was a, a period of time for like a year maybe where Bob Bennett from the Nevada Athletic Commission would do interviews. Or he would do not interview like media scrums mm-hmm. after the fight, and then they would bring up like like when Adelaide Bird was uh, ju- like judging a card, and he'd be like, well, she's gonna have to answer for that. Like when you have a voice that they they like, dude, imagine if the Texas commissioner was present at the media at the post fight press conference, yeah. and they were like, hey, why is Big Dan judging this fight, and he's never judged before, or it's since 1999. Hey, why did you let this motherfucker? Uh, score 49-46 when it should have been like 50-45 for Sandhagen or whatever like yeah. things like that 
if people have to actually answer for these decisions, you would see. I think you would see a lot of improvement. I, I would love it if the if the judges themselves would have would have scrums. Like yeah. your boss said, like, hey, you were the odd man out in that split decision. You need to go talk to the media. Yeah, like it, not even a, or you're fired. Like, yeah, like, I understand split decisions are cl- like some of them are very close. Like you said, yeah. twenty nine, twenty eight. Either way, that you know that mm. when there's a swing round like that, but like in that that Sanhagen, um, who was that fight against? Uh, Cheeto. Yeah, against Cheeto. Whoever scored that four to one or three to two for Cheeto, like immediately, right to the media room. You need yeah. to answer for that immediately. I think we would either get more competent judges, or at least we have an answer. Like, how right. did you how did you fuck that up so right. bad? Uh, I, I think that would help as well. Yeah, because that was because that was the thing. Like, I, I like I remember having some respect for Bob at, at this one point where it might have been Adelaide Bird or it might have been someone else. Where like someone called out a wild scorecard, and they're like, "No, that's when we're going to review every, every every after every card. I have a meeting with the judges, and I'm going to say like, you have to defend that score to me. Yeah, like." To your point, wish that was happening in front of us, right. but like, yeah, do that publicly. Yeah, or do it on video and then release a video of them. Like maybe not in front, like live camera in front of a, a crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. might get nervous, but like you two in a room, have a camera rolling, film it, and then release it. Here's their explanation, right. and then people could go like, oh, well, you're, yeah, oh, okay, I can kind of see where you're coming from, yeah. or no, you're fucking wrong, fuck yeah. off. Well, yeah, it's all, it's almost like like uh, this is not this serious, so it kind of seems like silly for me to make this analogy but um from what i understand doctors have this thing called a it's like a post-mortem thing where like if they have certain deaths like a like i, I think it happens once a month or a certain period they have uh like a little symposium where they sit and talk about like, what did we do wrong did we missing was this just something that we didn't catch in time mm-hmm. like what 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 do we fuck up? And I think if we took all the fucking terrible decisions or split decisions or whatever at the end of every month, and the and the commission reviewed them in an open forum where the media could attend and right. like report on, that would just be yeah exponentially I'm, I'm better. Fully on board with that. Um, which brings us to our next fight: uh, Rogerio de Lima versus Cortez Acosta. Yep. What were your thoughts? Uh, like I said, I I really like this fight because um, I, I like that. Um, Pejao was finally capitalizing. I don't think any of Waldo's previous opponents, and first of all, a fucking fighter named Waldo is just so... We found him. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Um, remember when Max Holloway was like, where's Jose Waldo? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Love that. Um, fucking... Oh, uh, he has that, like, sort of boxing stance. He's really heavy on that front leg, and no one's really tried to chop that front yeah. leg like Delima. Yeah. And Delima kind of does that with a lot of opponents. Like, that's... a great weapon of his but it was just nice to see and i was thinking about how insane it was that he's a heavyweight yeah uh, and not, not that he's not uh should be a heavyweight it's that he wasn't for so long yeah like he was on the ultimate fighter brazil with chael and vanderlei and they had that season middleweights and heavyweights yeah and you had guys like uh like Shoeface who ended up fighting in the ufc at middleweight who fought at heavyweight to not cut weight in the house, right. and they would literally weigh in like 198, yeah. like not even sniffing distance of heavyweight, yeah. really. And and they were just like, okay, Pei Zhao tried to cut down to middleweight. I'm like, that's a thick boy. Like, yeah. what were you thinking? Yeah. Uh, because because Waldo's, I think, a huge heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't feel like the size disparity was like that great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 Ultimate Fighter is is such a, a crazy experiment. 
with the weight classes because they have to cut weight so many times. Yeah. And a, a lot of those guys end up moving down a weight class after the show because they're like, I, I just I had to cut weight so many times I wouldn't have been able to make this weight class right. that many times in the house. But then you get other guys like like my 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 guy Cody Bollinger. Oh, yeah. uh, he had ne- he had fought at 135 one time in his life before the oh, house wow. one time. He was always fighting at 45, but he had an opportunity to get into the Ultimate Fighter. He's yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna try and kill myself to make this weight so I can get into the UFC. And then he you know made it once or twice, and then he ends up missing weight on the show because he was like his third time making a weight class he'd only ever made one time, and that was when he fought Marlon Marais. <laughs> <laughs> so like it, it, it's crazy. It's a it's a weird experiment. The the house I I love it. I, I I've watched almost every season. But yeah. yeah, I actually am excited about the new season, even though I don't think Connor is fighting again. What do you mean? Like you don't think he's gonna fight Michael Chandler? No, no, I don't. Really? I don't think so. That's I've never. I mean. <clears throat> Because Michael Chandler, all he's posting is like videos of him working out and pictures of him at the gym, and Connor's traveling around the world drinking whiskey and gambling. He's not training. He's not getting ready for a fight. I don't. As far as I know, he's not even in the pool yet, which puts him at least six months out, unless they make an exception, which of course they probably are going to. But yeah. like, he's enormous. Chandler says they're fighting at fifty-five. McGregor says they're fighting at seventy. <laughs> Dana doesn't even have an answer to any questions about that fight. Like, it, if it does happen, it's nowhere it's close. It's nowhere close. I guess I'm just optimistic. Like, I just feel like <clears throat> he, like, it, it would be such a bad look for him to do the show and not fight. Yeah. I think at this point he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he shows up to BKFC, and then when the crowd goes crazy, he brought, he was able, allowed to bring in his own bottle of whiskey. Yeah. And he's just chugging whiskey in the crowd Insane. at BKFC. Like, wh- what are you doing, man? Like... I, I get it. You've yeah. got a hundred million dollars. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I'd be doing the same thing, but like, if you're gonna fight, fight. If not, then just be Conor McGregor. Like, stop pretending right. that you're gonna fight. People will, will care what you do, regardless of where you're at. Yeah. Uh, so it's just that reminds me. I was I was talking to Rhino about this last night. Um, John Wayne Parr was there at the event too, mm-hmm. and apparently, like all his like Instagram stories or whatever was just like. Videos of Connor. Yeah, hey, look, Connor's over there. <laughs> He's like, you're a fucking legend. Like, sold out the Lumpini Stadium. Like, yeah. why are you fucking fanboying over Connor? Yeah. I fucking love John Wayne Parr. That guy is... Yeah, he's amazing. He's the man. Yeah. Uh, I tried really hard to get him on my podcast. I asked him multiple times. And every time I asked... He, oh, he answers everybody. Yeah, If yeah. you send him a message or comment on his page, he will answer you. Nice. It might not be right away, but he will get back to you. And every time I asked him, he's just like, "Nah, man, I get hundreds of requests for these a week." Like, sorry, oh, wow. time. yeah. Like, he's he went on Rhino's podcast. He was really? one of the early <clears throat> interviews. That's yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I asked him a couple of times. He's like, "I'm <laughs> sure he was like, oh, you have 700 followers. Like, yeah, your show's not big. Sorry, buddy." Like, <laughs> which, which I get. He's uh, I wasn't I wasn't expecting him to come on. I was just kind of like shooting my shot. But he he always answers whenever I nice. send him a message. He's the man. I love John Wayne Parr. Um, but yeah, so. Now, Fernando Padilla. Okay, this fight... Wow. I have to say, I am a noted Julian Arosa hater. He stole my nickname. That's it. <laughs> like, that's fucking it. I also, I also really did not like him in the Tough, in the tough House. Mm-hmm. And Grant, like... What season was he on again? 22, the, the McGregor Faber one. Okay. Uh, he, was the, he was the one, like... I think Team USA won the first two or whatever, and then once... 
Europe got like the the hammer or whatever they could pick, they kind of cleaned up. And Julian Rosa was like the only American left at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, I didn't like him in the house. And like, I will admit, he has had the hardest road of pretty much any Ultimate Fighter alum to get to the UFC. Really? Because he already had like, they, they showed on the, on the broadcast, he's like tied for the third most like total pro fights. I'm not UFC fights, but like pro MMA fights on the featherweight roster. Really? Active. Like uh, the only people that. above him are, uh, what was the guy's name? Oh, that wow, fought yeah, Cups like 39 yeah. fights. Holy Dan- shit. Daniel Pineda, and I forget who's the other. Oh, it was uh, Sh- Shailen Nerdebeka, I think, or, okay. s- or something like wow. that. Like, you know, he had to fight fucking Patty Pimblett, and he wore Patty around the cage like a fucking hat. Like, that was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. It's when Patty puked in the cage. Oh, I, I remember seeing that. Seeing yeah. him puke. Yeah. That was against Arosa. I didn't know that. I'll yeah. Have to, I'll have to go back and, and watch that fight. It was, I shouldn't say one round. Though, like, it, it was, I don't think it was like every round for, for Julian Rosa, but it, I think it was a clear at least like three rounds to two for me where I was like, really? yeah, Julian definitely won this fight. <clears throat> he got a gift decision. Uh, and, and, and he even went on Contender Series and had a fucking great knockout. And uh, Dana White was like, oh, we'd love to have him, but it's just a numbers thing. There's too many featherweights right now or whatever. Like, why why have them then? Yeah. Why bring, like, you got to think like... Why have a featherweight fight on the contender series that, if you can't That's the whole gimmick. Up. Exactly. Yeah. Like, don't bring, like, every fight has a winner and a loser, unless it's a draw, which is rare. Like, wh- one of these guys is going to win. Like, right. I just thought that was so fucking stupid. Yeah, um, that is stupid. But th- so, that's, so that said, like, I don't, I'm not a defender of him. I thought that was a bad stoppage. I thought so too. Like a really bad stoppage. It and like the way he kind of had that flash knockdown. If Fernando Padilla was able to capitalize and keep him down there, like two three seconds more, I would have been fine with the stoppage. Right. But the fact that he popped up instantly, and Chris Tyone was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. Like, Fuck you, yeah. Chris Tyone. Chris Tyone sucks. Um, it, it is a it is a tough job. Even like John Anik right away was like. You know, Julian Arosa is, is protesting, you know. And yeah. Then, oh, it's, yeah, it's a tough job being a ref. Like, it is. Um, That's like one of those he, things he, where, like, historically, anyone that, um, what do they call it when you appeal? Like, appeal mm-hmm. a thing. Historically, they almost never, like, I can think of one example. Right. It was literally Tanya Evinger and Yana Kunitskaya in uh, Invicta. Uh-huh. Um, but that's it. And fucking, but that, I, I feel like any sane person is like, oh yeah, he wasn't out. What the fuck? Yeah. Like that should absolutely get overturned. Yeah. He, he did get dropped twice, but he was, he was, st- oh. he was in it. He was back up. He was still when in the, it. When the fight got, so it wasn't like Tyone stepped in while he was on the ground and then he popped up right away. He was already, exactly. he was already back to his feet when Tyone stepped in. Yeah. It's like, like if, if he would have stepped in immediately on the second like as soon as he fell on the second drop i would have probably been less upset with it but the fact that he was already back to his feet when you stepped in is like come on man yeah it's not like like i I remember uriah hall Derek brunson Derek brunson dropped uriah and herb dean i think was anyways the ref stepped in and uriah popped back and was like hey like that's one thing where you could like as as the fighter, you're like, hey, come on, I wasn't out, but like, no, I stopped it when you were on the ground. This yeah. one, he was up. Yeah, he was and, already and, back to his yeah. feet. 
And Greg, they, they showed the, the slow-mo replay. He's stepping in before he's, like, on his way. But, bro, that was you, yeah. ju- you jumped a gun on that. Yeah, yeah. He, he messed that one up bad. And, and shit like that is why I have a real problem with the show-win pay structure. Exactly. You could get robbed of half your purse from shit like this. Yeah. And, like, Fernando was looking good. He yeah. could have won that fight. Yeah, he looked But then Fernando's also robbed of a definitive right. career-making performance. Right. And, that, and then... Now, I, I will say, people have, have come out and, and said, like, you know, w- when shit like that happens, Dana, if he agrees that it was shit, he'll yeah. take care of you, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, uh, like, exactly, whatever the fuck that yeah, means. Yeah, like Jared Gordon with the Patty Pimblet thing, he was like, oh, Dana said he's going to take care of me. Again, don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, it, it could be like, hey, I'll buy you a slice of pizza afterwards. Right. Who knows? Uh, yeah, even Jared was on Ariel's show, made it sound like he missed out on his his yeah. would still miss <laughs> right. out. Yeah. Um, so unfortunate for Rosa, but Padilla looked clean. Yeah, he looked real clean, real sharp, real precise, really, really good. Absolutely Lo- loved that performance. <clears throat> he's also, he's a tall featherweight. Like, yes, I he realized, is. Like, yeah, they said he's like six two. I'm six two. Yeah, no. <laughs> Now, I'm six one. Yeah, and I, I made fifty. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of me yeah. at fifty five. Like I am. Didn't a you also thin make forty five one time? No, fifty five no. is the lowest I got. Okay. Yeah, I've, no. I've seen those then. Yeah, so when I made fifty five, I made it relatively easily. Like I wasn't like passing out in the sauna trying to make the weight. But that's like the absolute lowest you should right. Ever but come. but that's when my like because I made it so easily, my coach was like after the fight was like, dude, you got to go to forty seven. I'm like, <laughs> fuck no, are you crazy? Yeah. Like. No. By by the time I fought, I was one seventy two. Like I put on eighteen pounds in a day. Like it's yeah. because I was I was yeah. drained. I was very right. small. Like I don't want to go any smaller. Like absolutely not. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy because I've seen like professional lightweights. Like I've I've met Paul Felder. He is yeah. enormous. Yeah. If I were to become a pro and try to make a career out of it, sure, maybe I'd hire Mike Dolce to get me down to one forty five. But like I'm fighting in the amateurs no, for yeah. for ticket sales money. Like fuck get that. the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm not doing that to my body. You're fucking crazy. No. One fifty five is where I will stay uh, at my minimum. Um, but Rodolfo Vieira, Cody Brundage. I love this fight, honestly. Me too. It was great. It was a fantastic fight. Both guys implemented their game plan. Yep. And it was all about whose game plan could last longer. Yeah. And, and talking, going back to about that, like, I would rather watch jujitsu. Watching the finish of him working for that arm trial triangle was just... Beautiful. Just amazing. And, like, he had the... He had his back. Cody turned. He was like, okay, well, I'll get an arm triangle. And I was like, oh, this is it. He got out of it, but still right. found the. he clamped down again. I was like, yes. And that's and that right there is the difference between a multi-time world champion black belt and other grapplers. Because if you have a triangle and someone turns away from you, a lot of people will let go of that and just get the hooks in and take your back. Vieira was like, if I hold on to this and just stay in this position, he will turn back into me. Yeah, and that's when I'll finish them, and that's exactly what happened. That yeah. that is so such high level grappling that you know I always I always <clears throat> I talk about it with Gilbert Burns when he did his thing when Gunnar Nelson his, his last like the patience it requ- it is that is required at that high level of grappling is patience that not everybody has. But when you watch it, you're like, that's a grappler. Yeah, that guy's a fucking grappler. And you have to have like the like utmost belief in your skills right. too. Like 
obviously being a fighter takes a lot of self-confidence anyway. Yeah. But I feel like you there's certain things where like, oh, I'm, I know I don't have the best wrestling. I don't have the, like, you have to be super confident in that area. Yeah. And that was one of those things too. I was watching like the side that you have to be on for the arm triangle. He was up against the fence for that. Like, inches and he wouldn't be able to finish that yeah. like it was just so perfect yeah it, it was a beautiful performance um but brundage looked really good on the feet really good on the feet yeah he cracked him his takedown defense was phenomenal even even his defensive grappling up until he got caught in that triangle was fantastic like even in the first round when Vieira was in on the takedown and he was trying to get him down and he tried to do what Damian Maya does. I'll pull you on top of me, and then I'll sweep you to get on top, which is what he was trying to do. And as soon as he pulled him on top of him, he got into that deep half guard, which is like the easiest position to, to sweep somebody from. And just Brundage just wasn't having it. He's like, I'm going yeah. to keep my hips in. I'm going to keep my balance well. I'm going to elbow the shit out the of your head. The elbows were oh, nasty. It was fantastic. Yeah. Every part of that fight was, was very high level. The striking was great. Grappling was great. That fight was fucking fantastic. I... No fight of the night. I was just going to say, did it? Because that, no, that was fight of the night for but me. But it should have. Uh, performance of the night, Song Yudong, Cal Baraglio. Vieira got a performance of the night, which is unfortunate because Cody Brunnage deserved something from that too. Yeah. And, and Marcus McGee, which was a prelim fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that fight was fucking awesome. But similar in um, you know, the the next fight, Cal Baraglio and, and Oleg Seishuk, they both had their game plans, and they both were executing their game plans until yeah. one game plan worked better than the other. And uh, <clears throat> Oleg Zayshuk, man, he, like they were saying on the broadcast, he is lost on the ground. He is so lost, but man, that guy can fucking crack. Yeah. His striking looked great. Yeah, and it's one of those things for me, I think he has like good wrestling, but not good submission defense. Yeah. Because like I can remember... I think we were talking about this. You said like, "Oh, he's more of a striker," and that's true because he has that power. But I remember him, his debut, just like wrestle fucking Khalil, just mm-hmm. like absolutely just pinning him, holding him, and outworking him. And I just like you can't do that against a guy like Kyle Bio. Yeah, on his on his back, like when he's in a defensive grappling area, he's like it just it looks like he has no clue what he what's going on, uh, which is sad to see in the UFC. But when, yeah. you, when you have power like he does and striking like he does you can get by yeah you can't get very far but you can get by if you want to be a champion you gotta you gotta get some ground defensive ground i don't know why this reminded me because i was thinking about people that get by on power did you see fucking greg hardy working at walmart no bro working bro i we can't play it on the podcast because he says the n-word like a bunch of times like in, in, in like a 30 second video like six times wow but like no he was like think i'll be working at walmart <laughs> we'll take a break before the forum and i'll, and I'll send you this tweet it is unfucking real like i i guess he like i think he said greeter but i thought i thought at least security or something like it literally that's awesome the biggest fall from grace and I i'm so that. fucking here for i love it. that so much <laughs> right when we take a break for the forum, you gotta show me this instantly. Like I know exactly the account that I saw it on, right. so I'll pull it up. Right. Um, so Song Yudong won. Let's take a break and watch this Greg Hardy video. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I want to talk about the um, the the Kyle Bohayo callout. Okay. Did you like it? I didn't hear it. Okay. Because I because I I rewatched the fights this morning, 
Um, and again, I couldn't find the fucking event, so I just watched the individual fights. And when when the fight was over, I just went to the. I just oh got you know, it. So I didn't I didn't see what happened afterwards. Does he speak English? Uh, or was there a translator in there? It, I think it was a translator, but not, I'm hearing it in my mind. I thought I heard him say with an okay. accent, so maybe not. So maybe, maybe he does need a translator, but maybe he like memorized this thing because right, right. he was like, two fights ago, I called out Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson said, all right, kid, win two more fights. I won those two fights. Where are you, Derek Brunson? Whatever, like in kind of a respectful way, but also in kind of like a, all right, time to pay the piper. Yeah. Like, so I love that. I, I do like it. I like that, like, I didn't forget, motherfucker. Exactly. I, li- I like that He's like, I, I'm fucking keeping receipts. Yeah, I like that aspect of it. However, I, I'd i be shocked if Derek Bronson fights again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So calling out a guy who's, I mean, I don't know how many how many fights in a row did he lose. Is he on a, his current streak, Derek Bronson? He lost, like, at oh, least three in a row, no? I thought two. Because he was on a nice streak for a while, and then he lost to Cannoneer. Yeah. And then I think DDP. And so if, I, if there's a third one I'm forgetting, then I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Just us two. Yeah. Uh, okay. So not a huge losing streak. Um, but both those losses were knockouts. Yeah. I get it. He's a bigger name. And regardless of how many losses in a row he has, he's still a top-ranked guy. Don't hate yeah. it. Uh, don't think Derek Brunson will do it. Uh, which could be good for his case. Like, all right. <laughs> bitch like yeah exactly <laughs> you know what like you told me to win two it'd be I funny if he just keeps calling him out after every, every fight, fight. <laughs> like everyone's like his, i'm retired that could just be his gimmick exactly until he's champion like he'll win the belt Derek Brunson, like, Brunson, i called you up six fights ago you said win six more fights <laughs> i would love if he just made that his gimmick i would love that amazing. just never stop mentioning Derek bronson ever uh, I would love that. That'd be that'd be hilarious. I, I would, he becomes champ. Yeah. Like, Who's your first defense? Well, they gotta call up Derek Brunson because yeah. I still got a score to settle. <laughs> That's the kind of shit. Like uh, we were talking about Joe Pfeiffer. Like I imagine him getting the belt one day and being like, "Where you at, Stoltzfus?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of Joe Pfeiffer, oh. did you watch his in person? Like when he went into the studio? Or I did. did you, dude, I cannot wait for this documentary. I'm really interested. Yeah, I, I, it gave me chills hearing about some of the stuff. I will say there was one part where, like, it made me think like he's kind of like homophobic or something because, like, unprovoked, and, like Ariel was asking him about, like, uh, are you the kind of person that because of the shit you've gone through, like, are you kind of like waiting for the other shoe to drop? Are you like thinking that things are gonna be okay? And then he started going on this tangent. He was like. No, I'm the kind of I'm a judgmental person. Like, there's a lot of freaks out there. I'm just like, yeah, that's fine, but keep that away from me. I'm like, bro, he never said anything about it. like, what are you talking about? But it was just like that moment. Yeah, yeah. Everything else was like, still like fully on board with this guy. Yeah, yeah. I I can't wait for the documentary. Uh, I do have to say, and this is pretty pretty shitty of me, but <laughs> when people like are just give you like a whole broad sequence of how shitty things were i be, i have to feel like some of that is embellished a little bit yeah i'm not saying his life didn't suck but I, I i really have a hard time believing that he beat his dad at a video game and his dad beat the shit out of him like really bad D- you have did, a hard time believing that yeah i just i don't know i i i feel like when you're a kid 
bad things are the worst thing that's ever happened yeah. to you. So maybe his dad threw the controller at him, and you could then your memory just go, oh, he beat the fuck out of me. Maybe, maybe he didn't. I don't know. I just, I'm not trying to say he didn't have a, a hard life. Yeah. I just have to think that some of that is embellished. And if it's not, he's had the worst life of anyone I've ever heard. And yeah. that's terrible. And I, I, even if even if it's slightly embellished, his life still sucked. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel so bad. But he's more successful than I will probably ever be. So At least you're fighting. Yeah, good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, like, I, I agree with you in general uh, about that when people are just like, oh, yeah, I had it so hard. So I'd be like, he was pretty specific. And, like, the, the thing with his dad, like, him talking about how he, like, still trolls him and like he after the stoltz was lost he was like oh i told you this is gonna happen when you fight a real man or whatever like yeah, yeah. that kind of petty like i could imagine like him yeah. losing a video game and just being like whatever yeah the fuck. yeah that's true that's a good point i just you know that saying there's three sides to every story <laughs> your side their side and the truth yeah. which is usually somewhere yeah. in the middle um his side dad's side the controller story yeah, yeah. exactly so Shout out to Joe Piper. I, I'm a huge fan. I, I want him to do well. Uh, I probably shouldn't have even said anything. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> fine. It is what it is. But yeah, so Song Yudong. Let's get <laughs> that back fight to, happened. Uh, let's get yeah, that <laughs> fight happened. Uh, that was the only fight on the main card I didn't see. Uh, yeah. I just didn't have enough Same. time to get to it this morning. But from what I read online, it was like uh, a typical Ricky Simone fight until he got caught. Uh, no idea whether or not that's true, but yeah, man, I just I want Ricky Simone to do well. I know, right? I really do, and it just seems like when he gets that big opportunity, he can't can't close the door. I wonder if it's almost like a Dustin Poirier syndrome. Like, remember that was a thing. Like, we think of Dustin Poirier as like one of the best lightweights in the world yeah. in any promotion, and then. 2016, 17, maybe gets knocked out by Michael Johnson. Yeah, like, I mean, that's also Michael Johnson being like the best fighter and the worst fighter at yeah. the same time. Yeah, like, but like Justin Poirier, you, that used to be seeing like stumbling on those big moments, like the Korean Zombie fight and like the Connor fight, the, the first one. Yep. Like, you know, so I wonder if that's like a thing with Ricky Simone that he just has to get over. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think it's one of those things where, like, if you get over that hump once, then that's that's enough. Yeah. But, man, it's it's it sucks because he beat Marab. <laughs> I love him. He beat Marab Devalishvili, and I, I want him to do well. <laughs> we need that rematch. As about, if Aljo beats Henry Cejudo and Marab won't fight anybody, like, they might as well run that one back. I, I'm in. I'm in. Uh no, I'm not. I don't want to watch Marab fight ever again. I was going to say, you're not really No, in. I'm not. No, I am not. Um, but yeah, Ricky just, you know, he, he came into the UFC and he won his first three. Dude, look at this run. His yeah. first three fights, Marab, Montel Jackson, Ronnie Yaya. And yeah. then gets knocked out by Uriah Faber, loses I, to Rob I remember Fon. the Ronnie Yaya fight too because that's when Chael was like, because he trains at ATT Portland yeah, yeah. or whatever, and that's when he was actively like in 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 the gym, and he was like he passed like uh, Yaya's guard or something, and he, he told the coach he was like he's getting a promotion right, and he was like yeah he's getting a promotion. You pass yeah. a black belt's guard like you get a fuck, yeah, yeah, and and then you get Uriah Faber, 
who, if I remember correctly, at the time, Uriah Faber had retired, and then this was his, he decided to come back, right? So you got an an older guy coming out of retirement, and you get knocked out in the first minute. Yeah. And then then he fucking got bludgeoned to death by Piotr Jan. And then... He being Uriah. Right, right. And then he goes, Ray Borg, some dude I've never heard of, and then Brian Keller. Who's the dude you never heard of? Gaetano Perello. Oh, Usually when you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, you've seen that guy fight. Yeah. Absolutely no clue who that yeah. is. And then Brian Kelleher, Asun Sao, Jack Shore, and then Song Yudong. Like, Song- the Jack Shore, like, I rate Jack Shore higher than I rate Song Yudong. Right, me too. And I don't know if that's like MMA math, right. but like. Yeah, and so he had five in a row. He beat Song Yudong as a top ten guy. He probably just needs one more. Yeah. And then he's in the conversation. And similar problem with, you know, you win your first three and then you beat Uriah Faber. He's probably in the conversation back oh, then, yeah. too. And now Fucking he's like, a. fuck, Dude. just can't get it done. And What about him versus Rob Font? They fought already, but I'm in. Oh, that's right. That was one of the names you they, Yeah, that was one of the, the losses. But, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm always down for a rematch. Speaking of that, I thought it was weird that, um, I, I don't know if you saw this from the post press conference, uh, they asked Song Yudong, like, what his next next opponents could be. And one of the names he mentioned was Cheeto. And, like, they already fought and he beat Cheeto. Yeah. I remember I scored that fight for Cheeto. But I'll, there were some people that were like, no, it was a good decision. It was one of those people, like, really. Uh-huh. Yeah. Contested. like. I mean, that's that's probably the next step up for him after Cheeto lost his last one. Um, but usually, if you just won, you you want to fight a guy coming off a win to really yeah. build your, you know, your momentum. Um, but I feel like Cheeto's in a position in the division where coming off a win or a loss, you beat him. That's, that's a big win. Yeah. Um, so what if they'll do Song Yudong versus Marab? <sighs> but imagine Song cracks him on the way in. I would love that. <laughs> Song would then be my, my next favorite fighter. My current favorite fighter is Ricky Simone. <laughs> Just because he he, he uh, choked Marab unconscious in front of a bunch of Georgians. The name the name of this episode is going to be Tom Petty. Yes. <laughs> we were like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. No. So Petty ass T Cross. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Do you have anything else on this card? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Let's watch that Craig Hardy video. Oh yeah. So yeah. we're gonna take a break. We're and then, a break. And then we're gonna watch Greg Hardy work at Walmart. <laughs> and uh and we'll be right back for the forum. Bye. And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're ready for the forum. We just watched the Greg Hardy video. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, actually I want to give a shout out to this uh gentleman. <clears throat> He's always posting videos from other fighters. It's Jason eg33 on twitter jason williams at jason eg33 from from about three hours ago at this point so it'll be several hours by the time this episode comes out but fucking unreal seeing greg hardy working in a walmart love it i guess he works for spectrum or whatever but like nah you're working at walmart bro and on that note we have some voice messages to get through yes we do um, this is from the catfish. I don't know why I love saying it in love French it. like that. It's so not, he's not even remotely French. Hey, T Juice, it's the MMA catfish. 
Yo, man, first off, um, I want to send out a shout-out and all right, Peter Bryce Mitchell. Uh, he fell off the edge of flat earth and, you know, uh, won't be able to make his fight this coming weekend. So, uh, boy, that's, that is a loss to the community, my friends. Um, I was reviewing the rest of this car, though. Um, Parker Porter, or uh, Porter Porker, Porker Porter, Porker, uh, he, and uh, he, uh, Juice gets it. Uh, it's just funny. Uh, he's on the early prelims. Um, again, some dude that don't even have a picture. So uh, that I've got to say, that's a heavy favorite for some betting action right there. Uh, oh preliminary God. card. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, oh, John Roba is fighting. I like I like her. Um, so preliminaries don't have to be that that awesome. Oh, Drew Dober is the uh, the last fight on the preliminary card. This is a pay per view event. Most people would say that that's a shitty position to be. I actually think that is a great place for Drew Dober to be because this is the UFC thing, and we want to bring people to the pay-per-view. Now, being the last fight in the preliminary card of a fucking fight night event, that's trash. Being the last fight of the preliminary card for a pay-per-view event means they think you got some shit that makes people want to watch MMA, and they're hoping that you're watching your fight will make people buy the pay-per-view. So in this instance, that is a compliment. I love Drew Dober. He's wholesome as fuck. His wife is about to have their first kid. They got a super fluffy husky that I love to death, uh, and I can't wait to see him fucking, I hope, Merck Matt Favola. Um, I recognize Favola's name, but can't tell you anything about him other than that. Um, but, man, I do really love Drew Dober. I hope that Kron Gracie falls off the flat earth uh, just like Bryce Mitchell, or at least gets his fucking shit broke. He hasn't fought in years. He's only 5-1, and one, uh, and Charles Jordan should be able to beat the fuck out of him. Excited to watch Jessica Andrade fight. Man, I like her style, and I still remember her with the title. That picture was so hot. Oh, God. Oh, man, she is amazing. So thirsty for her now. Bilal Muhammad. What do you guys think about Bilal Muhammad? Um, I like Bilal Muhammad, but he was losing that fight um, despite and before the eye pokes, he was losing that fight to Leon very, very badly. So I don't have a problem with Bilal Muhammad getting a title fight. If he continues to win, uh, he certainly deserves one if he can beat Gilbert Burns. But I don't see him fucking winning that fight. Nothing has changed about his game since then. And Leon was fucking working him over. Uh, and Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo. Oh, he got cut off. <clears throat> There's another one that's like 27 seconds right after. I'll just play that, too. Okay, I almost had that shit finished before I ran out of time. Uh, I don't know if it came through, but Henry Cejudo, Aljamain Sterling, don't give a fuck about the fight. I mean, I'll watch it. Don't give a fuck. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I got. I didn't want to miss this last part. After Ben Knuckle FC last week, fuck Luke Buckles and fuck Mike Perry for life. Fuck him. I don't care. I'll never change my fucking stance. Fuck that dude. F M P. I'm out. Oh man, I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, uh, <clears throat> Parker Porter is fighting a gentleman named Braxton Smith. And I know that because he was on Rhino's podcast and had a fucking amazing interview. Parker or Braxton? Braxton. Okay. Braxton was. Uh, Parker actually might have been a long time ago. 
Uh, but the most recently Braxton was on. Apparently, he just sleeps motherfuckers on the regional scene, so we don't know. But um, <clears throat> he has a horror movie podcast he was talking about, and he like goes plant-based for his fight camps. I'm all in on Braxton Smith. As much as I like Parker Porter, I want him to get fucking knocked out by this guy. <laughs> Interesting. You got me... You got me fully interested in that fight now. Yeah. yeah I, <clears throat> heavyweight MMA for me is, is kind of difficult. It's hit or miss. It's really difficult to watch for me. Uh, you know, Even especially like, lower level heavyweight MMA. Like the, the top guys is, is fun, but those lower ranked, those lower ranked, unranked guys, they're, they're tough watches. It is. But, but you got me, you got me interested. It actually makes me think that, um, I forgot, I was thinking this, but I didn't say it when we were talking about the, um, Rogerio de Lima Waldo fight. Um, that was such a, uh, an instance about how even high level heavyweight MMA can be sometimes like, what the fuck? Because he was winning those first two rounds and then just gassed. Yeah. And Waldo took over. I was like, Pejan might fuck around and lose this fight by just getting tired. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, um, it's tough. <clears throat> I love how Catfish's messages are like, go all over the spectrum he's yeah. like oh i'm thirsty for andrash <laughs> like, i'm not <laughs> i like watching her fight yeah uh, no she's amazing what do you think about that he asked about the the aljo cejudo fight though i, I i've been like the more the closer that it gets because when it was announced i was like i don't give a fuck yeah but then i think about it i'm trying to take the stance of like okay as much as i really and i mean really don't like henry cejudo I just fucking really do not like the guy. He has a legitimate claim for like one of the best combat sports athletes of all time. He has like actual credentials that if Aljo, it's like, okay, Aljo was kind of gifted the belt in a way. Like he had the DQ loss and then, or DQ win where, you know, he was on the receiving end of it. And then. He showed up in the rematch. I was like, okay. But then he just fought. I feel like he had other defenses other than TJ. Am I am I losing I my I, shit? I don't think so. I, I think, think it's literally was... been the two Yan fights and TJ. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. But he's won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row. Yeah. I mean, he has fight. like good wins. Like the Sanhagen one where he just went through him like butter. That yeah. still stands out to me as like a really good performance. Yeah. But, like, as a champion, he hasn't wowed anybody. And, like, uh, someone on, like, I was, was it on Aero Show? Like, one of the, like, the on-the-nose thing with the questions? Like, someone was like, oh, if Aljo beats Henry Cejudo, could he have a claim to, like, the best bantamweight of all time? Like, no. Yeah, no. But no. it really legitimizes his claim would be to the a title. Really, would be a really big feather in his cap. Yes. Like, that's what I'm looking at. Like, I don't want to see Henry win. I think he should have stayed retired. Yeah. I think the division is better without him. Both flyweight and bantamweight. I do want to say I dislike both guys, um, but I'm also a fan of watching people make history. Yeah. So if Henry... Uh, and then goes for the third belt. If he goes for that third belt, whether he wins it or not, just like, he goes out and it's, beats Aljamain, and then he, he beats um, O'Malley, which, I mean, if that fight happens... He's gonna run through all no that. It's like not even close. To watch him get an opportunity for the third belt is huge, and I would yeah. love to see it because I do think stylistically he matches up with Volkanovski 
much better than Sterling does if Sterling were to try to go up and get the 45 belt. Oh, yeah, 100%. So just from a historic standpoint and being, like, in 10 years being like, I watched that fight live. Yeah. I watched that happen. That's a good point. That, that's that's what I'm looking for in this fight. I don't usually look that far into the future when I'm deciding on fights. But right. For that reason, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping Cejudo wins. That's not a – I agree with that. I agree with that. And I, it kills me to say Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, yeah, he also mentioned Burns Muhammad. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for both those guys because I, I feel like neither of those guys needed this fight to get a title shot uh, over Colby. I think I they know. both had better claims. Um, Did you know it's five rounds? I did know that. Okay. Um, I'm glad because I, I think Rhino talked about it in the show. He was like, oh, I'm picking Gilbert. If it feels five rounds, I would pick Blah. I'm like, brother, it is five rounds. Yeah. So I'm, I'm picking Gilbert because what I heard, I don't know if this is true, apparently Muhammad was trying to get Gilbert Burns to take the fight at 175 because he didn't want to cut the extra five pounds. And Burns said, no, no, no. This is a number one contender fight. I am, I am fighting at 170. Yeah. You're right. Hello. Um, yeah, this is a number one contender fight, so we're fighting at 170. Yeah. No, they both made weight. Yeah. But yeah. that makes me think that Muhammad wasn't. In the Wayne's already happened. Yeah, they happened this Yeah. Yeah. Um, they both made weight <laughs> for like but, five years in between. But that makes me think that Muhammad wasn't training as hard. Where he. That's interesting because didn't want to make 170. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it still Ramadan? Yes. I thought that was this whole thing of like, he he finds it easier to make weight during Ramadan and then yeah. like, huh. yeah. So, so so it's it's tricky, but I think that Gilbert just fought three weeks ago, or a month ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was whatever. Re- it was relatively recently that he's already in good shape. Makes me think that Bilal wasn't in excellent shape, and I don't think five rounds benefits him. In this instance, if they both had full camps, Got I it. think it would. But I think in this instance. It's going to benefit Gilbert, and yeah, I'm picking Gilbert in that one. I'm picking Gilbert, too, and, and not – like, what you just said makes me agree, and, and that's adding to my list, but my initial reason is just Bilal's success lately has been his wrestling. Yeah. And, like, if to the point, if we're doing MMA math, like, Bilal fucked up Wonder Boy worse than Gilbert did. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to out-wrestle Gilbert Burns. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I do think Gilbert has more power, but I think Bilal probably has the longer reach. Yeah. So I, I do think that if he can keep it standing and mix in some wrestling and ju- just for the octagon control, just to get him against the fence, even if he, whether he lands the takedown yeah. or not, just to get some control, I think that would probably be his best way to win. But I just I, I see Gilbert beating him. Yeah. I also, I also want Gilbert to win for the fact of, like – when Dana okay. defends his stance on giving Colby a shot no matter what, I'd be like, well, you know, if it wasn't for Kamaru, Colby would have been the champ a long time ago. No, Gilbert would have been the champ yeah. if it hadn't been for Kamaru. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think we touched on everything. Yeah, it was a really long message. Yeah, I hope we touched really on everything. Uh, thank you for the, for the message, Catfish. You guys should go check out his podcast. Um, like I said, he's been doing the Google Bard um, AI picks, which is interesting like to have a, a chat bot or whatever. Not a chat bot, but a AI bot of some kind. Do gambling picks? That's really Love interesting that. to me. Is it successful? Are they picking correctly? It's, it's, it's getting better. Initially, so like 
I, I remember one of the things he was saying is like um, it gets super specific with round and method, and so he would like after the first couple times you were like, okay, I'm just doing money line picks now, right. like because like they picked Google Bard picked Kevin Holland by TKO in round two, and he won in round three, or vice versa, or right, whatever. Right. Where it was like, oh, we were so close. Right. It was like it's like things like that, but yeah. it's it's been getting better lately. Yeah. Um. So I wonder if it's like learning from. I mean, you have to. It's AI. Yeah, yeah. But um, I can't wait to play this Shane Terra message. I didn't even look at the transcript except for the first sentence, and uh, we all know how Shane Terra likes to to start his intro. So let's let's hear this. What's up, you slap jaw jokers? It's your boy Shane Terra. I'm just. Uh, Wait, hold on. I didn't, I didn't understand what he said. I didn't understand a word of that. So like the transcript says. What's up, your thought child jokes? And I think he said your front. Oh, slack jaw jokes. I think it's hard to yeah. give that title to anybody other than Justin Gaethje. Even yeah. if Justin Gaethje lost that fight to Eddie Alvarez, I don't care. Justin Gaethje is the most violent guy in the sport. Yeah. If we, if we think about it, like if it's a real title, okay? Like so 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 Khabib was the lineal whatever. He retired after the Gaethje fight. So the belt's vacant. Gaethje won his next fight. Yeah. Right? Go, Has he, he lost since? Uh he lost to Charles, right? He fought Oh, Charles. that's right. So I guess so if we're going is linear, Islam. then it would yeah. be Islam because Charles beat Justin, yeah. and then Islam. It's Volk. Yeah, it because, was the same. Volk won the fight. Yeah, Volk beat Islam. Yeah, that's what the fuck. Alexander Volkanovsky. Alexander Volkanovsky. That's it. I love that we both came to the same conclusion. Like, no, fuck that. It's Islam. It's Volk. <laughs> Fucking great. Yeah, there's the answer to the question. It's Alexander Volkanovsky. This transcript is so wild. I just have to say, like, the last sentence says. Instead of Izama said, does that mean if some macho is because he's the champion? Those transcripts are pretty awful sometimes. Well, it also depends on like not not knocking Chintero, but it's depending on how much you enunciate as uh, well. Like some of them are really good, um, but some of them are not good. So what did he start with? He said, "Let's play." Let's it again. play it again. I still don't understand what he so said. So it sounds like slack jaw. Well. So like I know the term slack jawed yokel, but it sounds like frost jaw yokels. So it's something with like it's like what is a slack jaw yokel? So like uh, a sl- a sl- if you have a slack jaw, you just like your mouth open all the time, like a fucking mouth breather, like yokel oh, like is like ma- redneck mouth breathing idiot. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll take that. We've had to dissect the intel. Like, well, I think he's saying we're on tilt. Here we go. These are great. I love them. I, Keep them coming. I, I wish I understood that one more, but like. Yeah. What were the other ones? It was Goofy Bitches was, I think, the first one that just, like... <laughs> I forever love that one. That one still gets me. Especially out of nowhere, like, you're just, like, waiting for the thing. Like, What's up, Goofy Bitches? Oh, uh, dude, that one got me so good. Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking Shane Tara, man. All right, here's one from Rhino. This literally came as we started recording. Like, we started talking, and I, I, I had to, like, send a voicemail right away. But uh, here is... Right now. Hey, gentlemen, it's 
Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. The question for you this week uh, for Friendly Sparring Podcast is this. We've seen a lot of characters lately trying to pull, like, the heel turn, right? Whether it was the in the post-fight presser or at the weigh-ins or um, in their interviews after the fight. We've seen a lot of people trying to do, like, the heel turn. Some of them I think is probably legit, uh, maybe. But then there's definitely a few who you're like, there's no way – you're absolutely trying to take a page out of Connor's book or out of Colby's book, and you're playing a you know you're playing a character. So, I want to know if you guys think that this is going to keep happening, and this is going to become more prevalent as time wears on, where guys think that if they you know do the heel turns, they're going to become more interesting and more people are going to want to watch them, or if this is kind of a recent fad and it's going to fade out. So, we'd love to hear you guys' answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. Peace. That's Great a good question. question. Really good question. Yeah. Um, my simple answer is yes. It's gonna keep happening. I was say I, he said, "Will it fade?" I'm like, no. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't think it's ever gonna fade, because we, especially these days, we live in a very confrontational society, and having someone to hate is a bigger selling point than having someone you love. Like, yeah. Who is the hi- highest paid and and most watched boxer of all time, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. People want to watch him get knocked the fuck out because they dislike him. Uh, who, who's like the most popular wrestler of all time? I, I personally, I, I'm not big into wrestling, but like Steve Austin, Stone Cold, right? He he was a heel. Yeah. It's just, it's just the way that combat works. Because when you're, when it's, you're dealing with physical consequences. It's it's weird to be like, oh, I really love that guy. Yeah, like, exactly. The guy that just beat the living fuck out of us. It's it's weird. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but like, and Chael, who's a who's been a bigger heel than Chael? Like, and people loved him. Yeah. He, he, he was beloved for being a heel and being exactly. a douchebag. And he's, I mean. He said recently that for his second Anderson Silva fight, he got paid nine million dollars plus pay per view points. Like he was guaranteed nine million for oh, that wow. fight. So like, and that was like fucking fifteen years ago. When yeah, that, twelve years ago. However long ago that fight was. I think it was twenty twelve, wasn't it, or twenty eleven, maybe? Oh, was it that recently? I thought it was before that, but whenever that was. Well, that's still like that's twelve twelve yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. So like, those guys get paid more because they they garner more attention when they're good at it. Is yeah. is the thing is like. The ones that are good at it get, and everyone wants to be good at it, but not everyone's good at it, and that's and yeah. that's that's the problem. That's my issue with it. Yeah, let's just say I love a good heel. A good there, heel is yeah, the key word. Exactly. Key word. There is nothing worse than a bad heel. Yeah. I'd rather you be like like John Jones, where you can tell like, okay, you're a piece of shit. Just act like it instead of being like preacher. But like, I like to thank God. Like, yeah. I'd rather have a fucking fake. Uh, baby face than a fake heel. Yeah, just absolutely can't. Yeah, can't stand it. Yeah, like perfect example for me at least is Bilal Muhammad trying to turn heel just specifically with Colby Covington. Like he has nothing negative to say about anybody else. It's just all Colby all the time, and it's like, hey man, yeah, Shut do the something fuck up. else. Yeah, like, you're not fighting Colby. Like I saw, I saw a a, a, a video this week. Where they were asking people, like people fighting this weekend, like who's the most annoying UFC fighter and who's this UFC? And every answer that Bilal gave was Colby Covington. Colby Covington. Like, yeah. just, dude, you're not fighting Colby. Yeah. I, I get that you want to, but like, enough. Yeah. 
Like it's I don't like enough. Colby either, but enough. Yeah. He's he's and, and what makes it worse is he's not responding. It's not like you have a yeah. public back and forth with Colby. Right. It just reeks of desperation. And I can't stand it. I hate it. Hate it. Well, yeah, one thousand percent. And and I like to answer like speak to what Rhino was saying about like like it being a trend or whatever and like what one of the reasons I don't think it's gonna go away. And it's not just people are trying to be Connor. For a while, that was it. They were like, okay, this guy's talking a bunch of shit. Like, he's getting attention. They're like, wearing why sunglasses, I... the suits, talking yeah. about money fights. Like, exactly. That's, was, everyone hit those same three talking points yes. at every fucking pay-per-view. But now, it's more like people are sort of going back to them being themselves. But then you have, like, moments like Bill Algio. And I know it's your boy, but, like, the fucking, the, the heel promo was like. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But, like, it, it it's, it's. The, our culture it's not just fighting it, I think like as much as I hate to admit like like Trump's rise to power or whatever fame was about like love me or hate me like he made sure to be just as fucking annoying as possible to the left and really endearing to the right yeah. to, to now you where you have that dynamic and even like like if I'm a fan of a heel and like someone doesn't like it, I'm like, oh yeah, fucking cry about it, or whatever. Like that's the same thing with the yeah. manga people. Like, yeah. like, oh you don't like, we'll fucking deal with it. We had to deal with Obama for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, it's the same shit. And like, it's not going away. Yeah, it's not going away. Even yeah. though like he, I'm pretty sure ineligible for rerunning. Is that? I don't know. I read that even if he gets like. If he actually goes to prison and gets sentenced, he can run from prison. That's why. That's I, fucking wild. Which. I mean, give himself a pardon. I mean, I mean, if it's if it's him against Biden again, I think he's gonna win. <laughs> like, I really do, unfortunately. Yeah. But like, it's yeah. Th- let's not go there. But yeah, 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 yeah. back of to Ryan, what Ryan was saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just we live in a society where everyone is just full of hatred. Yeah, and finding the person to hate is huge. Yeah, I was even thinking with Andrew Tate and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's not just tr- like. That's a, a semi-recent though, but like a current example is, is fucking entertaining. Like, yeah. there's always going to be that that guy that's like, well, I'm saying what people are thinking, or yeah. you know, like things and like then you, that. And then, you, that. And, and what's what's so great about a heel is that you get people that love them because just because they're a heel, whether they agree with what they're saying or not, it's just like, right. well, you like them, well. Fuck you! I you hate them. Well, fuck yeah, you! I like them. Exactly. So then you get both sides, where you get the people that hate them, and then the people that love them, just because people hate them. Yeah. And when you have someone that, who's just like, wholesome, like perfect example, Gilbert Burns. Like, who hates Gilbert Burns? <laughs> Gilbert Burns will never be like a pay per view, a mainstream pay per view star, because he's wholesome. I can think of one person who hates Gilbert Burns. Who? God. It just reminded me of like when I first. When I first started becoming a fan of of OAM Olivier Aubin Mercier, uh-huh. the Canadian gangster, was when he he that was when Burns was still at fifty five, uh-huh. and he missed weight, and he had to like he was like, I lost out on that fight because Gilbert was fat. Like, he just was like. <laughs> The way he was saying, he was talking about like that's when he bore like the Canadian gangster persona because he was like, he was fired up and he already had the mustache or whatever. Yeah. And then like in interviews, like what do you think? He was like, well, he's fucking scared or like whatever he was saying. It was just gold. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I don't know. If you look at the biggest pay per view draws in the history of just the UFC specifically, all of them had some level of heel in them, except GSP. 
very true. Th- there but are then, exceptions. Then you had the, the you had the like blood and guts people that probably like fucking hated it. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, you know, there are like, you know obviously to everything there's exceptions to every rule, but all of the biggest pay per view salesmen of all time like had some level of heel in them, like Connor, yeah, like Nate, like Masvidal, like Chael. Like Ronda. Ronda. I'm, I'm, literally, I'm looking at Ronda, but you know the the great thing about Ronda? Like, as much as I'm not a fan of her, she wasn't a heel because she was trying to be. She just is that, like, she has a massive chip on her shoulder. Yeah. Like, so she thought she was the good guy. Like, yeah. I, I can remember, like, the, the, the tough season with her and Misha being like, she just showed her true colors or whatever. Like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's how fucking, that's how her brain thinks. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And because of that, you, you're going to have everybody try. And until we get a big pay-per-view star that's just like, I love everybody. Everybody's great. And, like, we have a universally loved yeah. pay-per-view star, It's gonna, which I doubt will ever happen. But it'll Maybe just... Maybe Brandon Moreno if they... If, oh. Dude, he's he's again one of those exceptions. If he beats Pantoja, and just like gets on the mic and be like, "I hope everybody in the world like just yeah, cuts yeah. the most like babyface promo of all time." Yeah, yeah. I think if anyone could be that like switch, it could be him. And I really hope it is because I love that guy. Yeah, but uh, he's close. Yeah, he he's starting to get a lot of fans. Like, oh, yeah, if they big. put him over, like in if they get a, like the fight in Mexico and things like that. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. It could be huge, but I I I think the heel role is here to stay for sure. Yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. Thank you for the question. Yeah, Rhino. thank you, Rhino. <laughs> Rhino and I were talking last night. Um, <laughs> the show that's coming out this Sunday is a. Um, uh, an interesting interview that uh, people should should tune into. But like I said, the most the one that's already out is Braxton Smith fighting this weekend, and I'm all in on that guy. Awesome. And like he he the, like at the end like Rhino always like has people plug their socials, and he was like, uh, oh yeah, uh, I have a, fa- a Facebook group for my podcast. It's called Coming Soon Podcast. Uh, join the faith. Like I don't even like horror movies that much, um, but I, I love that he has a thing uh-huh. that's not fighting. I'm like, I joined it immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna get back on Facebook just so I can get more eyeballs on my my comedy things that that I'm posting because I'm posting them on, on Instagram. They're getting a pretty decent amount of views, but I just yeah. want more as many people to see it as right. possible. So I think I'm gonna get back on Facebook and just just to post my clips there yeah. and then fuck off. Yeah, I hate Facebook. You know what's also good for for comedians? I feel is uh, TikTok. As much as like, I mean, unless it gets shut down, apparently that was a thing. I don't know if that's still happening. Yeah, I don't know. I I've tried so hard to avoid it because I'm trying to be an adult. But I know that like a lot of comedians, like Matt Reif, got millions of followers from his comedy just from his TikTok clips. So like, I probably should. And it's one of those things for me too, like with certain social media platforms, like it takes me a bit of time. And like, so I understand what you're saying. Right. Because like when, when Instagram first was coming out, I was like, just people sharing selfies all day? Like get the fuck out of here. And yeah, now I'm yeah. like, I'm the fucking selfie king. Yeah. But like, like with TikTok, it was, it was like these little clips that weren't funny. I was just like, none of these are funny. Yeah. And they were trying to be like Vine. And then you had the, the people doing the fucking dances that are on Fortnite now. Just like, yeah, yeah. what is this? Now there's a TikTok for everything. Yeah, there is so like there's informational ones like people sharing recipes and like you could learn fucking cool shit. There's also like like song videos like people singing and dance like 
everything. And like I, I found a lot of comedians on TikTok. Yeah. So Yeah, I probably should if I wanna go anywhere with it. Yeah. So maybe. <laughs> gotta 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 really take a strong look in the mirror before yeah. I download TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> go, We're really doing this, huh? Just make a burner so you can just lurk for a while and just see what's it about. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking just do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. My, my dad sends me like 18 TikToks a day. Really? Actually, dad? he shifted. I, I, yeah, I think he shifted over to Instagram because I get a bunch of like IG reels. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch them sometimes. When he sends me like 20 in a row, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at zero. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll open it because I'm neurotic about like notifications. Me too. Um, I like the, when when I when people share screenshots and I see they have like twenty thousand unread emails. I'm like, you monster. Yeah. Don't fucking do that. Yeah. So like, I'll, I'll clear the notifications if the most recent one because uh, Instagram will actually show you the real. If it's like a Family Guy one, I'm watching that because like. Yeah. Even even the, like Family Guy went way downhill at a certain point. Usually, like within the capsulated moment that people share, like it's it's a funny clip, and I'm like, yeah, I'll check that yeah, out. Yeah, I have a a group of people on my Instagram that will send me like videos and reels and whatever throughout the day. And if I'm driving, you know, I try not to look at my phone while I'm driving. There's times where I haven't looked at my phone in like two hours and I'll log on and I'll have like 13 messages from all these different people. And all of them have sent me more than one video. Yeah. It's like, man, no, like, all right, I, I'm not going to, no. I'll just watch them all later. Like before I go to bed, I'll. There's sometimes before I go to bed, I'll sit there for an hour and just scroll through all the videos that yeah. people send me throughout the day. And some of them are funny, so I'll usually watch yeah. all of them. But like, there's times like Cody is one of them. Cody Bollinger, he sends yeah. me you know, 14 videos a day. <laughs> but there's times I'll, there's times I'll log on and I'll like, oh, you have one message, and I'll swipe over. Cody Bollinger, you have nine plus messages i'm like holy shit dude like how many fucking videos did you find today Jesus a lot of Christ. free time in retirement i mean i mean he's got he's got like he's one of the more successful ones or everything he sends me almost everything makes me laugh yeah but man i got some of these people that like do you know me at all like I was you think say, i would it, laugh it, at this it depends on <laughs> it depends on the sender whether or not i will take the time to right like, i have my my one friend um actually the friend that i just dropped off before coming to see you like she she always said like every single one is like this is on point. Yeah. And then I have another friend, to my point earlier about TikTok being like an anomaly that just, it literally like everything is on there. Uh, my friend and I, other friend, we were obsessed with like this one account that would do like dissections of Shakespeare. Okay. Like, that's my thing. And like, I would be like, oh yeah, like a deep dive into every fucking video. I'm like, I'm all in on this. But yeah, no, I'm not watching what's for my Yeah. <laughs> um, we have any more questions? No. No, no we it. don't. All right. Um, um, time to preview next week's card. Preview next week's card, which is a good up on one. My end. I've been enjoying you having the laptop here and me not having to do shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a really good card. Really By the good way, card. for for break the fourth wall a little bit, even though we hate when Ariel does that, um, we're, we're, we're live in person today, and that's why there's no video. Yeah, we, we did go audio only. Um, just... The last time we filmed at my house, it was a fucking issue with the the size of the file. Yeah. For the, for whatever, because my my cameras in, is films 4K, uh, so I guess those files are bigger. And trying to post yeah. that on, on it was Patreon like tw- was, twice the size that I, I could upload to the Patreon. Yeah, it was a fucking nightmare trying to deal with it. So we thought about filming sitting like shoulder to shoulder and <laughs> like, just being in the same yeah. frame and like talking with our heads yeah. turned. It was just like that just is unnatural. So we'll just yeah. we'll just you know, do audio only this week. So apologize to the patrons for having no video this week. 
I do want to talk about Drew Dober and Matt Favola a little okay. bit because now I'm, now I'm thinking I think that was one thing that Catfish mentioned yeah, yeah. that we didn't talk about. <clears throat> I really like that fight. Me too. And it's not just because of Drew Dober. Like, that's what he was kind of all in on. I really like Matt Favola Me too. a lot. Me too. Uh, he's still, like, part of that, like, Aljo crew, so I can't trust him 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like, swear to God, he's probably fucking nuts. But, like, he's so funny on Twitter. Yeah. And, like, I, I can't, and, like... He he also hates Booger Beard, so like I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of boogers, <laughs> um, Mike Perry with Mike the... <laughs> Perry on Luke Rockhold, and then when they did the face to face live on Ariel's show, he's like, oh, "I'm going to call you the Booger Man from now on." Catfish, I hate to say it, but this week Mike Perry won me over. <laughs> he did. He did. And and here's something else I wanted to say on yeah. Mike Perry. You know, and Ariel even touched on it. To him directly, like, you know, a couple of years ago, Mike, you were out of control. Yeah. Inside the cage, outside the cage, you were just chaos. And now, I don't know if it's because you have a family or because you, you found bare knuckle. It kind of seemed like those happened at the same time. But yeah. you're just a different person. And I, I don't always feel, I, I don't like when people just go, oh, people can change. Very rarely. Yeah. I think most people that are scumbags are just scumbags forever. Yeah. The change that they go through is sometimes people are just better at hiding it. Uh, I think Mike Perry is one of those exceptions. I do think that he is a completely different person. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. he's just, again, maybe he's just better at hiding it because he's not as public with all his chaos. But it, it does seem like he's just, I'm trying to provide for my family. I love my son. Anything else doesn't fucking matter. And I don't care what you have to say about it. I'm like, I can respect that. Yeah. I, I, I do appreciate when, when people change. And like I said, I think it's rare. But I think in this instance, I think he actually has changed. And shout out to Mike Perry for that. He won me over this week. Yeah, it, it, it's tough for me. Because I, I, I have to say, like, I, I tweeted about it where I was like, for the first time in my fucking life, I'm rooting for Luke Rockhold. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I was just like, no. And then, like. I get to, I get a lot of what you're saying. I get I you know I get all of it. Mm -hmm. But I have to remind myself like uh, the uh, the homie that uh, longtime listener of this podcast. Uh, I want to shout him out. Type on my photo. He was like, "Oh, come on, Mike Perry's a national treasure." And I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, I used to like like when when he first got in the UFC, like I I would say shit like that because he just the chaos used to make me laugh. Like, mm -hmm. He was so funny. Like we were talking about fighting Ponzinibbio. Because Ponzinibbio had had that fight right before where he poked Gunnar Nelson in the eye like four times. And he was like, yeah, when I was sparring for this camp, I had people poke me in the eye. I like that shit. Like, he would just, like, stuff like that was so ridiculous. Yeah. But um, he fucking beat his ex-girlfriend, the, the Platinum Princess, mm -hmm. and, and an old man in a bar for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, he has, a to your point of, like, being a changed person, I can, I can see that. Because he hasn't been good at hiding... Just about anything. Right. Like, he's so unfiltered. So I don't know that he's, like, good at hiding it. I mean, if he is, that's a fucking award-winning performance. Right, right. But he still has a long way to go for a redemption arc for me. Like, I, Oh, I'm, for sure. I'm not going to believe it in switch. Like, I need to see a consistent pattern of this over years. Yeah. I need to know that that kid and your girlfriend or whatever is safe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, like, like Mike Perry's my favorite fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm not, like... I, I hope everything bad happens to that guy. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Like, yeah, when the things he was saying, like, he he won me over a little bit too, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, that that 
face to face with Luke Rockhold on Ariel show was fucking awesome. Yeah. That that whole thing was fucking great. I, I actually thought Luke had man. a good line too when he was like when Errol asked about the booger, and Luke was like, you fucking thought of that. You yeah. fucking planned it. And he was like, yeah, the hell I did. <laughs> and like... then my favorite part from that that whole face-to-face was when Luke Rockwell was like, all you do is go forward. I move side to side and back. You have one direction. And Mike goes, yeah, it's your favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's kind it was of ridiculous. Great. It was great. Uh, but yeah. Um. Oh, so back to what you were so saying yeah, about Drew I was just saying Drew Dober, Matt Frivola. I really like Matt Frivola. Like me too. He had a close. This was like it might have been Jalen's first. Well, I don't know if it was his first fight at fifty five or because I think he debuted in the UFC at one seventy and then it was like, no, I gotta go back down to fifty five. Um, Matt Frivola had a really close fight with Jalen Turner, and I rate really? Jalen Turner really high. Um. Yeah, no, but I I, uh, I really want to see how that fight goes. I, I obviously, well, not obviously. I'm I'm heavily leaning toward Drew Dober on that one. But uh, if Matt Frivola wins, I'll be happy for him. But opening up the main card, we got Crone Gracie versus Charles Air Jordan. Charles Jordan, as some people like to say. Um, I'm fully with. I think Catfish said this as much. We might have even talked about it earlier. I think Charles Jordan is absolutely going to butcher Crone Gracie. Like, there's not a world that I can see, especially, like, unless he took, he really took the four years, like, like I said on last week's show, if he fucking pulls it off, I am going to tweet, Ayahuasca is the best base for MMA. (laughs) Because, like, I just, I can't imagine, like, taking four years off and coming back, like, with no striking, and coming back against a great striker with pretty like I think Charles Jordan might be a brown belt or a black belt in jiu-jitsu as well. Like he's no slouch. Obviously, if they rolled jiu-jitsu, Crone would fucking right, play right. with him. Yeah. But like I just think Crone has basically no chance here. Yeah, I agree. I think it's gonna go exactly like his last fight against Cub went, where he's just gonna march forward, yep. eat as many shots as he needs to to try to get close and get him to the ground and. If he gets him to the ground by the time he gets there, it'll be too little, too late, and yeah. whatever round he gets him there, and uh, I think Charles pretty pretty much walks straight through to a decision. Yeah, that's a good point. Like Charles is kind of like in in some ways like a more improved version of Cub Swanson, like yeah. the more modern version, like the modern era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think he's gonna walk right through him. Uh, speaking of walk right through, I mean, maybe we don't know because I think this guy's maybe making his UFC debut. He is. Uh, but mostly, yeah, Mosar Ivloev versus who replaced Bryce Mitchell, Diego Lopez. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be surprised if, if uh, like, it in some ways is, is, is a lot of pressure on Mosar when you think about, like, oh, this debutante. Like, when, when they do something like that, you gotta, you got to hit it down the middle like yeah. that. You, it's like a fastball <clears throat> down the middle. Yeah, I think, I think Russians, especially in... in like MMA, Russian fighters, they just don't feel pressure. Like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, like when when Khabib ended up fighting Ally Aquinta, because there was all that chaos that week, yeah. like, his opponent changed, like, four times yeah. that week. Like, I don't even remember who was supposed... I think it was Tony originally, right? It was, it was, it was supposed t- to be Tony, Tony, and then it was Max, and then... Whatever happened with the Wayans, and they're like, oh, we like it, it's either Al or or Paul Felder, and 
Paul Felder weighed in at one at one fifty six, so he he can't fight for the title. So we'll, we'll and he's like, I don't care, just fucking put someone in front. Of me. Actually, I, I thought I thought it was like I remember the line at the press conference. That was a cold line where he was like, I fight Godzilla, I fight King Kong or whatever. But like, I had tickets to that event, so I was following this very closely. Me too. I remember like literally at work, like could not fucking do anything. That was like my. Uh, I was at a job where I shouldn't have been doing that. Like, I can do that at my job now. But, like, I was following everything on Twitter, like, to the second. It was like, okay, Tony's out, Max is in. Then the day before the weigh-ins, because that was, like, April 1st, right? Right. That was the whole thing. Dana was like, it's not April Fool's. You know, Tony's out, Max is in. Day before the weigh-ins, he gets pulled. The doctors are like, nah. Which I thought, like, he had pulled out. I think he was supposed to fight Frankie or something, and he hurt his ankle. I'm like... How are you gonna go? Like no, yeah. There's no way. But uh, and then and then they when they scrambled, he did the, look fat as fuck at that press conference. Yeah, though, and with, slow yeah. too. I was like, yeah, Whoa. he looked fat. Like you could yeah. see it in his cheeks. He looked yeah. big. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it was gonna be Anthony Pettis because he was the biggest name and might have even been the highest ranked at that time. Couldn't make weight, championship weight anyway. Right, right. And then I'm pretty sure Paul Felder actually did make championship weight. Oh, really? But he wasn't ranked, or he was too low. Oh, and he was ranked lower than Al at that time? Yeah, oh, I think it was okay, like 13 okay. and 9 or something okay, like that. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, Al weighed in 155.2. Right, and he then they like, weighed his well, underwear. I weighed, well, yeah, I weighed it with my underwear. If I had known it was a title fight, I would have taken it off. And they literally like... Weighed the underwear at point two, and they were like, "Okay, yeah, it's point two. Yeah, you're good." <laughs> Which uh, that always, I always think about that too as an example of like the UFC can do whatever the fuck they want, right? Because they're like, "What if Al wins this fight? Like, is he considered like if he wins this fight, we'll consider him the champion? Yeah, like, we'll figure it out." Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so the commission really is just like not yeah. even yeah, whatever. just just a suggestion. Yeah, yeah. All right, so most of the way walks through Diego Lopez. Jessica Andrade versus Shaunan Yan Shaunan is actually, I think, really, really good fight. Really intriguing. Really good fight. Because <laughs> while like the like Jessica didn't look great in her last fight, it was because it was short notice. It was up a weight class. Well, she had fought a flyweight many times actually, mm-hmm. so I mean, shouldn't even say up a weight class. But this is back down to her like original true weight class. But Yan Shaunan is really good. She's got hands. She's got hands, and she showed. Amazing sub defense against Mackenzie Dern. I think Yan Shanan has better boxing, but Andraj has more power. Yes, that, that's the way I would describe this going. And like and you Jan said, probably has a little more reach, but Jessica has made her career of getting inside. Yeah, yeah. Like look what she did the first fight against Rose. Oh my Get god! Get inside, slam you on your fucking head. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! That's yeah, but slam. you know, Yan Shanan, like you said, has really good uh, sub defense and. Andrade doesn't have better jits than Mackenzie Dern. So if this if Andrade wants to win this fight, she's going to have to knock her out, which is well, well within her, her yeah. skill set. So that's going to be a good one. I'm look, really looking forward to that one. That honestly, like, that makes me think I want to see Jessica Andrade versus Mackenzie Dern. Because I have a Oof. feeling Jessica, her ego would be like, I want to test you on the ground. Yeah, that wouldn't go well for her. <laughs> Fucking A. And I guess we already kind of gave our pick for Bilal yeah. Burns. Like, yeah. I, I will say, if Bilal pulls it out, especially being in five rounds, I wouldn't. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I just think Burns is going to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's so unfortunate because whoever wins this fight is... Let me rephrase this. If Gilbert wins, he's going to ask to be the backup. 
<laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. If Bilal wins, he's going to say, fuck you, Colby. I deserve it more than you. Yeah. I want the shot. He's not going to He's not going to beg for the backup position. He will get it. They will yeah. give him the backup spot, yeah. but that's not what he's going to ask for after right. this fight. Uh, but Gilbert's going to ask. I mean, he already did, but he's yeah. going. if he wins this fight, he's going to ask to be the backup yeah. at the fight that isn't booked yet. I was like, isn't even booked. Yeah. And, and like... As much as we love, we talked about, like, yeah, everyone loves Gilbert Burns. When he asked for the backup, I was like, yeah, weak. Didn't love and if that. He doesn't get, if, Bilal, if Bilal does it, like I, like you said, I don't think he will. But if he does, I'm like, I want nothing but failure for you. Yeah. Like I, yeah. And so here's my prediction. Gilbert's going to win. He's going to ask to be the backup spot. And then on Sunday, Chael Sonnen is going to make a piece about how he fucked up his opportunity to try to step in above Colby. That's interesting because... When Chael came on Arrow's show after Gilbert has for the backup, Chael was like, I love it. I love the backup spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think Chael goes back and forth on a lot of issues <laughs> depending fair. on how he's feeling in the moment. <laughs> so I think he likes to judge people based on what he would do in that moment. And I think, but, but I don't know, because he is very close friends with Colby. So maybe he won't make a piece yeah. like that. But, but I see your reasoning now. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like we kind of already touched on the main event as well. Yeah. Um, more, I, I, I do think Henry is going to win. Um, you, you never know with ring rust being out yeah. three years. but He's been coaching and, and training. Right. Yeah, so I've heard people say, more so with jiu-jitsu, like you don't <clears> – <throat> your jiu-jitsu starts getting a lot better when you start teaching it to other people. Like when you can explain it to somebody else. It's when you really yeah. start understanding. Because it's principles. a really cerebral art. So to have Henry Cejudo take this time off from competition. Like he was still training. You, over the last few years, you've seen him training with Mike Tyson. You saw him helping to coach John Jones. Did you see him on Mike Tyson's podcast holding the joint like this? No, I did not. <laughs> he went on the hot boxing podcast. Oh my God. And instead of like doing like this, he gets handed the joint or whatever and he's like, uh, like his, it was, break his wrist. Trying to it was the, the like most that. awkward thing oh I've ever God. seen. Yeah. So I think the fact that he's been off for three years and being able to coach, not just like low level fighters, he's fight, he was helping to coach the greatest yeah. of all time. And like, yeah. Uh, and he's been competing just outside of MMA with wrestling for 20 years straight. So I think having three years off from competition is going to be good for his body. Like he's going to be recovered. Yeah. Sterling has had a lot of injury problems over yeah. the last few years. So I, I do think, I, I think Henry is going to get it done. Yeah. Unfortunately, I agree. Cause like taking my hatred for Henry out of it. When I look at this fight, I think about where Aljo has his success. It's wrestling. Yeah, and it's it's not just lay, he's not lay and pray, but he's a traditional wrestler in his takedowns, and then he'll work for somebody who'll get the back and things like that. If he can get Henry's back, Henry's in trouble. But yeah, I think so too. But yeah, exactly, issue. you ain't gonna take down an Olympic level wrestler. Yeah, that's just not happening. Yeah, because especially like he's not like Yo Romero where he never uses wrestling or Justin Gaethje. Like, no, Henry Cejudo will use it. Yeah, and especially like. The frame, like, he's probably the shortest guy that Aljo's fought in a while. Probably. Maybe even shorter than Piotr Jan, because I think Piotr Jan's kind of short. Well, they're all a little... Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do think Sterling is very long and rangy. 
especially compared to Henry, I just don't think he uses it very well because yeah. he, he wants to get in close. And you right. get in close on Henry, he's going to take you down. Yeah. And as much as I hate to admit, too, like the, the tweet that made me eat my own asshole when Henry Cejudo fought Marlon Moraes. Like, what is this tweet? <laughs> what are we referring to? This was like back in the early FWM days because I made a tweet. I was convinced. First of all, I'm just a hater of Henry Cejudo. Uh-huh. Like we've established this not only this episode, but throughout the years, just I'm like not going to, I'm going to try and discredit him whenever I can. I, that was when Marlon was on kind of a hot streak. It seems like Henry broke him because like every yeah. performance since has just been shit. But yeah. like he was on kind of a hot streak and um, I was like, okay, Marlon's got the knees. If Henry tries to shoot on him, he'll get a knee. Like I was like, there's no fucking way Henry Cejudo is is gonna be Marlon Moraes. And he ultimately won by submission, but before that he beat him by striking. Uh-huh. And I was just like what is happening? Yeah. And then it came out afterward that he like apparently had rolled his ankle or something. And I was just like, okay. So like that, that fight showed me something. And like Aljo's reach, I feel like it's similar to Marlon's. So I've just almost like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Henry's good, man. He, he good. unfortunately is very good. He's very it's like, good. It's like one of those, like, <clears throat> like imagine Volk was a piece of shit. That's why Volk's so awesome. Cause he's yeah. like a really nice guy. But like, it's like that where it's like, Fucking yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going Henry. We'll see. Yeah, you actually got me a little bit excited for the Volk fight. If if Henry wins, yeah. Which like like I said, we think we think we are. I just realized too, like because I hate Henry so much. I, in my mind, I've been picking Aljo like up until today. Like yeah. I just been like, yeah, well, because I, I kind of like like I said, it would it would legitimize his claim, and I just like don't want to see a world where Henry Cejudo is just like around anymore. Yeah. yeah. But like. Now I'm thinking about it, like, there's absolutely very, very minimal path to victory for Aljo here. Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> so, is that all we got? Yeah, that's that's it. it. I mean, that's that's the main event. Um, other than that, I want to shout out some patrons. Let's do it. All right, shout out to our girl, APB. Shout out to Sandy Pants. Sandy Banana Chin Pants. Excuse me, i got to get the full moniker in there. Uh, Alex from Jersey. As always, we still shout out T Cross, still a patron of the podcast. Fee, Dave L, Jimmy the Drunk, Mix the Man, Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA, Supermanly Nick, David S, D Crons, Harry Andrew, Cakes, QAR, Dash, Zim, and Shane Terra. Shout out. Shout out. And, you know, it's just so nice to be sitting here talking with you. You too, man. Uh, just one more thing 